Welcome, everyone, to 313 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. Today's topic is going to be about the Jump beta. Jump is going to be a Netflix-like indie game service where you pay a monthly fee and you have access to the entire game library that's on there. Uh, There's some interesting features about it, and we'll talk about those and and also the, I don't know, the impact that it might have on, on games as we know them, so... That's our main topic. Does anyone have anything you want to tease for later on in the episode? Oh, I do. I do. Uh, I, played, I played a little Raccoon, which is that, speaking of indie games, is that uh, sort of to the moony role-playing game where you're the kid in the hospital and he goes to a fantasy land with his mom. Huh? I'm, huh. I'm sure you guys maybe not have seen clips of it here and there. But I did play a little bit of that. Okay. Eric, anything? No, nothing new, Dan. Just played um, more of my Madden connected franchise, which I'll talk about, and Rocket League. The usual. Nice. Oh, and FIFA, of course. <laughs> the usual. Will, what about you? Anything new? Nothing. Just looking forward to hearing Eric's story about his Madden League. Um, oh, fucking shambles. <laughs> <laughs> there's nice. a little teaser does not sound good down in flames uh i did a couple things i played the game of thrones mod for crusader kings 2 so i'll talk about that uh during what i played and then me and Corey will do be doing our game of thrones recap after the outro uh after season seven episode one was aired last sunday so Stay tuned for that if you're into Game of Thrones. It's obviously going to have spoilers in it, so if you haven't seen it yet or plan on watching the show at a later date, obviously skip that part. It's easy to skip because it's after the outro, and I'll warn again, spoilers. So, All right, let's get into the main topic, shall we? Ready yeah! Ready Freddy's. <laughs> uh, so yeah, as I said before, Jump is a... It's a they describe themselves as a Netflix like uh, service where you subscribe to the service. It's $10 a month, right? Yes. And you get access to the catalog of games on there, which are at least to this point, they, they seem to be uh, going all indie. I don't know if they're, that's going to change later on down the road, but uh, all the games in the beta are indies and it was described as an indie game like Netflix service. So uh, like, like that, you know, that type of thing, like almost like Steam or Origin, but, you know, you pay you you pay for the service. So you download the, the client, uh, put it on your computer, and then from there you pick the games. Uh, what was interesting to me is they were a little bit coy about how it exactly worked. Yeah. Um, it apparently runs it runs off your machine. So you your computer has to have the minimum specs. And it does download the game to your machine because you play it locally. It's not streamed like uh, OnLive was. 
but it also they also said it take the the service itself and the games take up very little space on your hard drive. So I don't know if they have a weird compression thing that they use to make sure the file sizes are really small. Uh, they called mm. it they called it a hyper jump uh, technology, I think, on their on their website. And it, they didn't really go into detail of what that what that is. But um, but, yeah, apparently the game doesn't like really install on your hard drive on your computer, even though you're like playing it on your computer. Huh. I was very I, I was a little bit baffled on on how how that all worked. I guess I just assumed it streamed, but now that you're saying all that, that's interesting. No, cuz they said you can you can play it on on a, you can download the games from a di- dial-up connection. They said it'll take a little while to download, so it's not it's obviously not streamed because that would have massive lag. Interesting. Yeah, like I said, I don't know if maybe they use a special type of compression that compresses the I don't I have no idea how it works. Uh, but I thought that was that was a neat, neat factor about it. Um, so I downloaded and tried Telsagrad. I, I wanted to play a game I was kind of familiar with. Um, so I downloaded Telsagrad. I wanted to try my controller with it and see how it worked. Uh, everything worked great. I started off in the, the minimized version, then full screen. I played probably half an hour to an hour of Telsagrad on it, and, and uh, everything worked great. It I didn't notice, you know, like I said, any any differences in quality. It ran ran yeah. great. Uh, Telsagrad is also an awesome game. I had never played it before. I was familiar with it, but I was I, I think I'm going to end up buying it on something. If I don't, I might already have it on my Steam library. I tend to tend to have games like that and not realize them. But I think you're swapping yeah. a couple letters there, though. I think it's Teslagrad. Teslagrad. Yeah, I think you're right. I would say Telsagrad. It's you're right. It's Teslagrad because that's the one I tried too. Um, okay, having it be one of the two, well, three that I had actually heard of. I yeah. guess when the service launches, they're going to start with a sixty game catalog. But as of right now, there's what like ten. Yeah, I would say ten games, and 10 I, games. I, yeah, I had, I have like probably four or five of them already in my library. Yeah, nine so. games. Sorry, nine. Nine, yeah. So right now they have in the beta. There's the bridge, Teslagrad, Stunt Runner, Sproggy Wood, which I'd heard of before. Mole Men Must Die, Photonica, Always Sometimes Monsters, and Acorn Assault, Rodent Revolution. Oh, and a Wiz, a Wizard's Lizard, are the the beta games you can try. Yeah. So I mean, what did you think, Corey? Uh, I should say it took like ten seconds to download the game, and I was playing. Like I said, it, there was no. There was no visible install. You know how when you download a game from Steam, it'll say oh, downloading and then installing and all that stuff. There was no nothing of that. There was a little progress bar, and after it finished downloading, then it just launched. Yeah, it's uh, surprisingly lightweight, and I actually yeah. kind of like that. You're yeah. in and you're out, no problem. Like I said, it, it was so smooth and fast. Uh, I kind of assumed I was just streaming it, and because it was an indie game, you know, there's not a lot of yeah back and forth that needs to go on so but yeah zero input lag um or anything like that so yeah I, uh, that's interesting i'd be really curious to hear about that technology a little bit more well maybe they don't want to talk about it because they don't want other people stealing it you know mm-hmm. yeah i think um oh we should also mention that vr is going to be part of this too yeah yeah i did read that um at least some vr games but yeah, I guess like I guess this would depending on the catalog, which is obvious, you know, it's going to depend on which games are in the catalog. This would be a good way to to catch up on some of these indies that I've heard about think are cool but aren't really interested enough to drop $10 a pop for them on Steam, you know. Yeah. 
even if it's just signing up for a month here and there to try three or four different games, you know, it's yeah. uh it's a pretty, pretty good deal. Yeah, I, I can't see myself like staying subscribed to it because I, I tend to like to own those games and have them in my Steam library. But like I, I think of the situation like uh, a Steam summer sale and there's three or four indie games on there that you want to try before you actually buy them. Uh, you know, if they're four or five bucks a pop, you can subscribe to a month of this. Like I said, you know, try them all out for a few minutes here and there. See if it's something you're you're interested in. That's that's how I would use it personally. Yeah, I just think of like games like The Bridge, which I I would argue is probably the best of the beta selection anyway. But I already played through all of that, and it's a really freaking hard puzzle game. But um, like just hearing people talk about a game like that really gets me interested. So I could I could see myself looking to see if a game I hear people talk about is available on this jump, and then if it is, just I, I mean I shouldn't do this, but sign up for a fourteen day trial and try it. <laughs> Or, uh, you know, just subscribe for a month and, and test it out in addition to some other games. Maybe I hadn't heard of that sound interesting. Yeah, I wonder what I too. I wonder, too, what like what indie, like you said, the catalog, like are they going to have uh, more premium indie games like games like The Witness would would I think attract people to, to this, so, you know, so some of the higher profile indie games that are out there. Um, they could probably get on that and, and, and attract more. More interest. Uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds would be an interesting one to be on that service. You know, as long as as long as there was a way you could connect to Steam friends, I don't know how they would do that. But I think it's all going to depend. I think I think what would be important for them to do is have like a legacy catalog of a bunch of games that are just what depending on whatever licensing deals they agree to with these indie developers um, have this catalog that always exists. But then, yeah. like every month, bring in a new sort of premium indie game like the witness or journey or, you know, any one of those fez, even, you know, stuff like that. Um, just to get people to want to keep, you know, their subscription. Yeah, stay subscribed. I, I wonder what, what the indie, uh, developers are getting out of it too. I mean, do you think it's that like, I don't, they've probably got to be so, at least somewhat financially, uh, compensated for it. Yeah, so I actually, what, that was the main thing I was curious about with this service. And the way Jump is doing it is they're taking 70% of the revenue that they make mm-hmm. from these monthly subscriptions and divvying it up to the developers based on playtime of their games. Oh, okay. Which I thought was pretty interesting. I don't know if that's the best way to do it. Right. Because uh, I, I don't know. I just see, like, <sighs> is it right that a game that, is very long gets more money than a game that is very good, but it brings people to the service, but is short. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. How do you make it fair for like the developers, for example, of to the moon versus the developers of the witness, you know, like, right. Yeah, because two of the moons, three hours. The witness is forty, thirty, something. Yeah, something like that. Or like if you had a player's unknown battlegrounds where you could play hundreds Infinitely. of hours of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or even any of the roguelikes. Like you know, if Don't Starve ends up on there, that's a game you could play forever. Maybe. Yeah. You know, if you end if you're if you're not very good at it but like it and keep dying, you're not going to beat it. So. Yeah, yeah, it's for for me it's just the idea of like a really good 
short indie, maybe, I mean, this isn't the best example I can think of, but, uh, uh, what's that one you beat will and Stanley parable, Stanley parable, like making that a, a game that sells people on the service and gets them in because they want to play that. And then they play it for 15 minutes and then spend the rest of their time retrying levels and stunt runner. You know, I don't, I just don't know if that's the best approach. I imagine there's also side deals going on too. So maybe that gets out ahead of it. Like maybe the, the indie developers of these more premium games are, are paid some sort of advance, you know, for agreeing to get to put their game on the service. Yeah. I mean, exposure is probably important too. Yeah. Like I said, you know, the, I, I would probably be willing to, if I subscribe to that for a month, try some games that I otherwise would have probably ignored, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, unless there happens to be a demo for a game on steam, which there's not a lot of, uh, you end up ignoring a lot of things. So, and I think another part of this service that they're focusing on just based on some of the articles that I read is curation. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we know how many games are released daily on steam. It's quite a bit. A lot of curation is a nightmare. Yeah, a lot of stuff gets lost in the shuffle. If if Jump can sort of fix that issue, I think I think there's a lot of value there. Yeah. Oh, we, we should say too, the open beta goes until July twenty fourth. Twenty fourth, yep. So if you're interested in trying it, now's the time to get in. Uh you just have to go to the website, which is play play playonjump.com, I believe. Uh um, Corey's, Corey's gonna let me check. let me double check that. I thought it was just play jump. I could be wrong. Nope. Play on jump, you think, Dan? I think it's play on jump, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. App.playonjump.com. Yeah. Playing so with jump. You can download it and sign up for an account there. I think the download for the program is like 150 megabytes or something. It took like 10 seconds for me to download that and then uh, whatever, 10 seconds to get Tesla grad, Tesla grad going <laughs> after that. So yeah, uh, still another few days if you're if you're interested in trying it. Yeah, I mean I like the service. I I will definitely be subscribing at various points through throughout its its life. Maybe uh, maybe jump front loads front loads what you need to start the game and get in, and then continues to load it as you play it. It could download it. That's possible. Yeah, that that initial download is like like a quarter of the the first quarter of the game, and then it downloads in the background when you're when you're uh, actually playing. Yeah, that could be. Oh, I also should say uh, I played with a controller. Yeah, and it worked. I mean, just fine. It's yep. it's. I'm kind of complimenting the service for that because like I'm just so used to all this jank with these things, and like I said to start like it's this app is surprisingly lightweight and works and is functional and as long as they can get the catalog there i uh, it's pretty cool and even like the profile settings maybe it's just because of the beta you you have a profile but there are three fields first name last name username done yeah that's it (laughs) yeah i'd be interested to see if they can tie in with steam you know how like god galaxy was able to tie in with steam so you can cross cross-platform play like multiplayer games yeah i'd be interested to see if they could do something like that i would also be interested to have to have this on something like my nvidia shield it would be great to have that i would i would pay the ten dollars a month to have this on my nvidia sure. shield yeah um 
so you know something to play because that's a relatively powerful tablet graphic graphically so i'm sure it could run a lot of the games that are on there but then i don't like i don't know you might have to have a more a better system requirements i don't know i don't know how it all works it's magic i guess but yeah i like the service so far so good um what do you think of tesla grad or do you want to wait till till what we played no i'll talk about it 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 was fun it was a simple at least simple from what i played platformer uh graphics are really nice it's really nice hand drawn i actually uh as i said i think i have it in my steam library i'm gonna play it now uh just because i had i had a good time with it in my my half an hour or whatever i played of it it's a solid solid game yeah that's about probably about all i played um i'd be interested to get further into it though because around the time i stopped was when the puzzle elements started to come into it and before that uh-huh. i was like oh my god we've we're so far past this in our indie platformers now <laughs> but then the puzzle yeah. elements started started to come in and i'm like okay now this this starts this is starting to make sense yeah uh, but then i played a little bit of that photonica game which is uh-huh. the first person black and white runner uh with some some electronica music and you're just pressing the jump button or you're holding the button to run, then you let go of the button to jump, and then you press it again to come back down faster. Huh. Um, kind of strange, and I had a really hard time getting the hang of it. But it was kind of cool because uh, the way the way the music came in and the graphic lighting effects and stuff like that was pretty trippy. But I probably played that for 15 minutes and then quickly gave up on it. Gotcha. Yeah, there. I mean, there, there's not a ton of great games on there. Like I said, I picked tesla grad because it was the game i was most familiar with i was also familiar with the bridge from you guys talking about it uh, but mm-hmm. that's another one again i have in my in my steam library and could probably just play it uh, on my computer so i was hoping in this beta for a rpg of some sort but we didn't get that because i've been having a hankering for like a a media media rpg yeah which i played a little skyrim but i'll talk about that later I was hoping for an indie game that I had played before so I could see like exactly how uh, performance wise the the client was. If it was like I said, if it was actually streaming and there was a little bit of input lag, like a a game like Don't Starve would have been perfect for this because I I've played that a ton. Um, So but test 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 Tesla grad. Not Tesla grad. Okay. Oh, this is interesting, Dan. So I called up their FAQ on their website. Yep, that's where um, I got all the information on. I think it's called Hyperjump. Yeah, but you don't. There's no uninstalls because every download isn't permanent. It's just while you play. Oh, okay. So all right, that hmm, there you go. So we're solving a little bit more of the mystery. Yeah. So yeah, maybe you only download the game in bits, like the bit you're gonna play, and then, like you said, it downloads, and then when you close the game, it erases all that i don't know i kind of want to send him a press inquiry and yeah, be yeah. like help us out yeah how exactly does this work <laughs> i don't think they does i'm sure i, I promise we're not going to copy it we're yeah. too stupid i'm sure all these other publications ask that question because that really is the most interesting part of it yeah. so you're not downloading the full game it doesn't maybe seem like it. but yeah it doesn't seem like it I mean, maybe that's why they're going to be indie games, and and maybe it won't be like the premium indies. Maybe all the maybe the file size has to be under a certain amount to 
be uh, actually be on the service even. Huh. That's cr- that's weird. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I know they're launching this summer at some point, so yeah. Maybe we'll get a better idea at that point. At least, we'll, like you said, we'll know what what's going to be on it, what the library is going to look like. And yeah, it seemed like they, they have it set up so that your game is on there for 12 months. You can keep it on there longer, and then they'll kind of, like you said, rotate a little bit what's what's available and what's not. Like Netflix a little bit. Yeah. So now that Rogue One's on Netflix, I'm actually going to watch it. That's right. Sophie said that to me last night, and I'm like, huh? And there it was. I'm like, wow. Yeah. And you haven't seen it yet, Dan? No. Oh, boy. Haven't seen it yet. I wonder if we can make a podcast out of that somehow. Probably. We should. Okay. You know what we should do is start a uh, second. Thumbstick athletes channel. And call it. I know other podcasts do like. Thumbstick athletes presents. And then it could be. You know, like Hangover. Yeah. Dan watches a movie Corey's been trying to get him to watch for years, you know? <laughs> yeah. That would never happen, though. I don't really watch movies. No, that's true. Actually, I watched Hot Fuzz like a week ago. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> so It's so good. Every time. I love it more every time I watch it, too. <clears throat> Speaking of Star Wars, while we're on the subject, because I don't know that it'll come up again. That Star Wars theme park thing yeah. that's like Westworld. Yeah. How cool is that? That's it's immersive. Where's that? It's gonna be one of the one of the Disney parks. Disney somewhere. parks. I think it's the one in Florida that they're doing that. Oh, nice. I wonder how much that's gonna cost. A lot because the <laughs> yeah. the, the uh, I was reading some of the details on it and the immersion stuff is crazy. Like it's even to the point where. The windows are you look out into space and not like actually outside. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. You're on a that's, star that's destroyer insane. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Something and you get like a that. you get a roll, you get a uniform. Everybody gets a roll. Like I Sounds guess you like a, a good place to take the child some someday. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man. That that's a perfect place for uh like a LARP LARP uh, live action role playing convention. There you go. <laughs> so it sounds like a great introduction to Star Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Uh, nibble bits. What do we got for nibble bits? Anyone have any? I've got one. I've got a couple. I'll go first. Uh, so there was a trademark filed not that long ago. I think it was within the last few days. Someone on, uh, I think it was NeoGaf dug it up, but uh, it was a patent for a Nintendo 64-looking controller by Nintendo, leading many to believe that next year they will be launching the Nintendo 64 Classic, because apparently they launched this exact same, uh, or filed for the exact same patents for the NES Classic for the controller and the SNES Classic for the controller. So that may mean we get the Nintendo 64 Classic next year. That's the one I really want, but I'll never get it. That's the one I would want the most, probably. Yeah. It also means uh, longer to wait for a virtual console on the Switch. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I have not heard anything about the virtual console on the Switch. Nothing at all. Because they want you to buy the SNES Classic. Well, I'm, I would buy that anyway, even if they did launch a virtual... Co- even if they launched a virtual console tomorrow, I'd still buy the SNES Classic. So would I, and I think most people would, Dan. 
Yeah. It's a good point. They're so out of touch with their consumers. It's absurd. Yeah. I just hope they make enough for people this time. Nah. No. Uh, I, I hope they don't. I'm going to discourage scalpers here because if I don't get one. You tell them, Dan. Heads will roll. Heads will roll. Um, So, yeah, that was interesting. We'd like to see a Nintendo 64 classic. But, Will, what do you got? I've got four ones, uh, Nibble Bits here. The first one is Smash Melee is going to be missing from Evo's Japan lineup. Um, That's kind of surprising to me because Super Smash Melee has just been going strong for, I think it's been 15 years that this game's been in the tournament. So I'm kind of happy about that because the Smash for Wii U, I think, is the best Smash Brothers game there's ever been. And like people keep holding on to Melee because people don't like new things for whatever reason. Um, Fear, Fear and loathe change. I, like I just don't get why people hate on the new Smash Brothers games. So does just... this one take that one's place? Uh, so I'll read you the game lineup because I don't know what took what's place. But Tekken Seven, Guilty Gear XRD, King of Fighters uh, fourteen, Blaze Blue Central Fiction, uh, Street Fighter Five, Smash Wii U, and Arms. So Arms maybe. Oh wow! Took arms. its spot. Interesting. Yeah. That's yeah an... Thanks. <laughs> I could foresee Melee taking over ARMS again. Yeah, next year, definitely. Melee uh, will be back and ARMS will be gone. But I think it'll be cool because the new Smash Brothers gets really a chance to shine and maybe some people who play Melee competitively will play the Wii U version, you know, because it's what's there now. So yeah. I always really liked watching Smash tournaments. They're always a lot of fun and people get really, really into it. So It is fun to watch and... It, it's one of those games that you don't realize how technical it is until you watch like a, a esports competition. Yep. And you get you get the announcers breaking down everything and 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 move sets and strategies and you're like, wow, this is even for like a fighting game, this is highly technical game. Yeah, yeah. There's things called techs that people pull off, which are like moves that they can. They're like skipping the frames or whatever, so yeah. they can recover quickly and attack quicker and stuff like that. Like, I have trouble doing just the tilts for the C-stick and stuff like that, let alone doing techs while trying to cheat the game. It's crazy. Um, But it's a lot of fun to watch, and I always recommend anybody who uh, to watch a Smash tournament because it's always a lot of fun and people get into it, especially when something crazy... Like, just recently, what's-his-face, Zero, who is, like, the main guy in Smash, like, he plays Diddy and he wins all the tournaments, but he just lost recently to an underdog and like when he lost everybody was going crazy jumping up and down cheering and stuff like that it was kind of it was cool to see didn't a, a bayonetta player just win a big smash tournament that that was actually that was the one beat, yeah who beat zero like diddy oh, okay. kong was like the overpowered i don't know if he still is on uh, how they patched it or whatnot but diddy Kong's the overpowered character so a lot of the people play as diddy kong in these tournaments and uh-huh. so whenever diddy loses people always get really happy because oh, yeah. Just like ha, screw you! You try, you picked the best character and still <laughs> lost. Yeah. But uh, my next one is Pokemon Go will be having legendary creatures starting this weekend. So apparently, how this works is Go Fest is in Chicago. Uh, I think Saturday, uh, the twenty second. Yep, Saturday. So what's going to happen is 
the people outside of GoFest have to catch Pokemon. And if they catch enough Pokemon, what will happen was the people at GoFest will have to do a raid. And if they succeed in the raid, they get a chance to catch legendary Pokemon. And when that happens is when the raids around the world will have legendary Pokemon. So pretty soon here, and it doesn't say which ones will be available, but pretty soon here. And I can't imagine they're going to, Niantic's going to let the people fail. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they probably won't specify what the catching goal is. So people at GoFest can, can like get the ball rolling on the legendary Pokemon. They'll probably just be like, oh, everybody did it. Good job. And (laughs) then like, exactly. (laughs) I bet you there won't be any legendary Pokemon spawning here in Binghamton area so how those work is when you're around like just generally around even in newark valley like raids will go active every i want to say every hour i think it is Mm -hmm. and what happens is you go to the pokemon gym uh and you like attack it and if you depending on the level like level ones i guess one player can take down by themselves and like two i think maybe even level two gyms like or raids that people can take down solo, but after that, like, you need some people. Um, So those happen, and then, like, you get an egg, or maybe it's not an egg. You end up getting the opportunity to catch that Pokemon after you beat it, is basically how it works. So it'll just be a legendary Pokemon. So we will actually get an opportunity if they're willing willing to put them in the area. I don't know how that works with, like, their... their, um, um, their coding and everything within the game. Huh. So, um, my next one is Casey Hudson's coming back to Bioware, uh, and right as Aaron Flynn leaves, I don't know who that is. Do you have any idea, uh, any of you? I mean, I've heard the names. I don't know specifically who the people are, but okay. I know, I know Casey Hudson had been a- around in Bioware for a while. Okay, he's the current GM of Bioware, so. Oh. Uh, I wonder if Casey Hudson's coming back to take back over, maybe. Bioware is really in a mess in Canada right now, at least the can- Canadian division, because I think the Texas one does the Old Republic, and that's doing all right. But, like, there's a, they're not doing too well in Canada right now for Bioware, especially after Andromeda kind of flopping and whatnot. Yeah. There's rumors of Knights of the Old Republic 3. I didn't read them, but I saw that there's a chance did he had did he had Co- that game kotor 3 maybe maybe that's why they think he's coming back because they're gonna be doing a knights of the old republic 3 okay that'd be cool i never played speculation the first two, so oh they're so good i wonder how that'll go in with like anthem and what's going on with that too are we not gonna get another mass effect for a long time i don't think so <laughs> that's kind of depressing actually yeah definitely and my last one is Doomfist joins Overwatch on consoles and PC today. So he is in the live game. I've been playing Overwatch again. So I played like an hour the other night. So I, play, I played a couple hours the other night too. It's, it's a lot of fun. I, I'm liking it more and more when I play it. Did you Guys, do the Mystery Heroes? Text message. <laughs> I, played at, I played at 2 in the morning. Yeah, mine was really late too. I think so it was, I, right. I started at like 11.30. You're absolutely right. If um if it's during the day, yeah, definitely I'll text you. But I knew it was so late that I knew Up nobody would play. Like 10. 10? 10. Yeah. 
Okay. As I, as I said, like I'm going to try if it works out with like my schedule, I'm gonna try and stream Overwatch before podcast. So, like at the hour preceding. So. Did you do Mystery Heroes again? I started with that, uh, but then I wanted to play some Zenyatta and Tracer, oh, okay. uh, so I did that. I love Zenyatta so much. I'm nice. I'm probably the best Zenyatta player in the world. <laughs> in the world. If I were to guess, yeah. Uh-huh. Filthy. Filthy. Nice. That's all the new ones that I had. Oh, I, zombies. Nazi zombies is coming back, too, in the new Call of Duty. If anybody's oh, there's, there's a surprise. by that. <laughs> yep. Uh, but other than that, I have no more nibble bits. Okay. Do you have anything, Corey? You know, it's funny. Uh, when you said nibble bits, and this is a first for me, that was the first time I realized I hadn't even considered nibble bits. Before we started recording. Yeah. I didn't think about it until right before we started recording. I tweeted something. Oops. It's it's been it's been a busy few weeks. To say no, no bits has turned into me right before the episode just grabbing stuff really quickly. Yeah, that's right. That's what's important is having stuff during the episode. It doesn't matter, you know. I'm sure people aren't waiting with bated breath for us to tweet something. How dare you? We have 3,800 Twitter followers. We do. And only 100 of them aren't bots. Yeah, that's probably about right. That's, we have so many porno bots that follow us. <laughs> it's unreal. Okay. Uh, Eric, any nil bits? No, oh, fuck no. Okay. <laughs> How was your week, Eric? Oh, jeez. Was I on last week? Uh, no, you had a work outing. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. So, yeah, I guess I can talk about that real quick. I did uh, one of those wine and design things. Uh, that was pretty fun. I think my painting actually turned out pretty pretty good. Nice. Uh, we did, uh, like, a landscape portrait of the Blue Ridge Mountains, uh-huh. which we live in here in Charlottesville. So I was pretty happy with that. It was a good time. Um, God, other than that, I don't. I haven't had too much going on. Just getting ready to move to the new house. I was going to ask you, are you guys, like, packing up and stuff now? A little bit. I mean, you know, it's like it, we're in that spot where, like, you can't pack up your kitchen. But yeah, I started packing away, like, some books. And we've been throwing some stuff out uh-huh. and taking, uh, like, old clothes and stuff to the uh, to the Goodwill mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, Saturday we're going to start really starting to pack some stuff up. Yeah, because you have a little, little over a week at that point, right? We close August 1st. Okay, so you're not going to move in right then, right? Or are you? No. Uh, I'll probably slowly take... We have our apartment through August. Okay. Um, so I'll probably slowly take some boxes over to the new place. And then we have the movers coming on the 7th to do the heavy stuff. Huh? And then uh, I took off the 8th with, with a couple of coworkers to help move whatever else we needed. So Nice. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. I don't know. That's all I got going on. Okay. Yeah. Corey, what do you got? Oh boy. Um, I had a, a crazy busy week last week, so I didn't get to do too much. Uh, but this weekend I tried to sort of catch up on my leisure. Uh, I we me and the girlfriend watched the new Netflix series Friends from College. 
which is uh, Keegan-Michael Key plays an author who's married and moving from Chicago or something to New York where a bunch of his friends from college live. So it's like kind of like getting the friend group back together. Um, Fred Savage is one of his friends who is actually my favorite character in the series. He plays uh, like an agent uh, for authors. And, but he's also very like enthusiastic about everything. And it's a, it's a comedy. But the hook is that Keegan-Michael Key has been having an affair with one of his friends from college for the last 20 years who is also friends with his wife. So ever since they left college, he's pretty much been sleeping with this woman. And then he's moving to the city where she lives with her husband and kids and all his friends and everything. So um, there's a lot of, like, they're all turning 40. So there's a lot of these almost 40-somethings kind of reliving their college days. And I actually, I I kind of loved the show. I thought it was pretty funny. I like Keegan-Michael Key. I think he's a really good comedic actor. I mentioned I like Fred Savage. Um, it's, it's like they're bad people. Every one of them is a bad person. And that's sort of the reason why the critics hate it so much. Like, I think it has a two on Metacritic. Really? Um, yeah. And I think the user score, though, is six out of ten, which is much better. Um, but it's probably one of my favorite shows I've watched recently. Like, like I said, they're bad people and they're cheesy jokes, but it's so true to life in a lot of ways. And the, there's a killer 90s soundtrack that I really appreciate. Nice. Um, so I would I would give it a shot. I, I, I did really enjoy it. I, I think it's funny. I think it's good. And I wonder, like, I wonder why the critics are so against this type of thing. And I started trying to like psychoanalyze the reviews I was reading. And I was wondering like, well, maybe this particular critic doesn't have friends from college and that's why <laughs> like, they don't understand it or something. I don't know if that's true, sure. but that's just me trying to justify it in my head. But I don't know. I found it really entertaining and, and funny, like the whole thing. So the Fred Savage character, who is the agent um, is, his partner's name is Felix and Felix Felix is on the outside. He's a surgeon of some sort. And he, Fred Savage is really trying to convince his, I don't know if, I don't think they're married. I think it's just his boyfriend, but this Felix character to try to get to know his friends. So he finally convinces them to go on this wine tour on long Island with Fred Savage and all his friends. And they, of course they get drunk. There's a lot of debauchery. And at one point they're sitting outside the bus and they're all eating McDonald's because they wanted McDonald's for whatever reason. And all of a sudden they were drunk. Fred, yeah. All of a sudden Fred Savage looks up and he's like, where's Felix? <laughs> and they had left him behind at one of the wineries. <laughs> it's just stuff like that. That's like, it's terrible, terrible stuff. But I don't know. I find it hilarious because I, I definitely see that. Like when I get together with, old friends like you sort of just devolve to that point in your life where yeah. you know you were all hanging out all the time uh, yep uh yeah i know that feeling yeah sounds like you have a story for that <laughs> well <laughs> when we get into my week like well i'll i'll talk about it but okay but i know exactly where you're coming from <laughs> i also uh wa- um Watch the second episode of Castlevania, which 
if you have the least bit of interest, it's a four-episode series on Netflix. I really liked the second episode. It might be a good test. A lot of people think it's anime, but it's not. It's just animated. There's no anime tropes, really, in there. Uh, so check that out. There's a nice video game tie-in, obviously. I'm trying to think what else is going on. Hey, while we're talking TV, uh, may I? I actually yeah. forgot to talk about what I started watching. Um, I started watching True Detective, uh, the first season on HBO, while I still have HBO. Um, it's really good. Matthew McConaughey is fantastic. Oh, my God. He just plays, like, this guy who just doesn't give a shit. He used to, he was a detective at one point. I'm not sure exactly what, what's going on with him. Like, it kind of does flashbacks to current day, his character, and when he was a detective. Um, and current day him just loves drinking shitty beer and smoking cigarettes and being a dick. <laughs> and, uh, but he's also like really smart in that weird way. Uh-huh. Like he can analyze people and they don't even realize it. And like, and, uh, Woody Harrelson is the other co-star. Um, oh, they work together as detectives on this like really dark case. They find this girl in the woods, like with this weird crown of antlers or something. And, has some like religious weirdness going on. Um, but yeah, it's really good. The, my only complaint with HBO shows, and I swear I've found this to be at least a complaint of mine for just about every HBO show I've watched is they all start really slow. Yeah. I don't know if that, that just seems like an HBO thing to me. Like the first couple episodes, I was like, yeah, it's all right. It's kind of boring. But the more I watch it, like it's, it's pretty damn good. Uh, but yeah, True Detective season one, good shit. Season two, not so much. I've heard season two is not very good. Uh, my friend no. Jeff said that, so at least that saved me from watching yeah. that. Um, I also wanted to mention I'm going to Alamo Draft House uh, Theater just opened here, uh, and I'm going to see Dunkirk on Saturday, nice. which I'm very excited for. Good World War movie, and. Alamo Draft House, they like serve food and drinks throughout. And because it's like a soft opening where they're still training employees, everything's half off. Ooh, so they have like wow. yeah, endless popcorn for three fifty and like you know, I mean there's just it's like a full menu and they come and they like serve everything to you. It's it's great. Can't freaking wait. Nice. That's, I wish that's um I wish we lived closer, Eric, because yeah. I'm having a devil of a time trying to get somebody to go to the movies with me. Oh, man, I, I can't tell you how pumped I am for this place to open. <laughs> That's this awesome. Is the, the only time I've ever been excited to go to the movies. What a it's good apparently, movie to see, too. Yeah, it's apparently quite an experience, this this theater, and, like, really high customer service level. And uh, I have a friend that actually went opening night, and somebody asked him if it was weird or, like, distracting to have people coming and going, you know, bringing food and stuff. And he's like, no, because you're kind of elevated from where they are. So they're kind of a little bit lower than you. So you really don't even notice that you like if you want something, you just fill out this little paper and you stick it up. They come grab it and then bring you food and on they go. Is that the unlimited unlimited cereal place? Yes. (laughs) Saturday morning cartoons with endless Uh, cereal. That's That's amazing. You better have a fuck ton of cereal if I come because (laughs) I can put away some cereal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but they always have these like cool events. They already posted like a ladies' night where they're showing. Uh, I've never seen this movie, but uh, Steel Magnolias. Uh huh. 
Um, I don't know. So they just they just do all this different stuff like ladies' night, Saturday morning cartoons. They do spaghetti westerns and they serve spaghetti dinners and and shit like that. So yeah, I, I'm pretty excited about it. It's kind of my dream to have like a movie theater that has the capacity to do those kind of things. I it just sounds like such a cool idea and like I've never heard of something like that. Yeah, you know, it's uh, I'm pretty pumped though. If you when you come visit, Corey, we'll definitely go. That would be awesome. Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, <laughs> I don't even like cartoons, and the thought of that gives me a boner. Do me a favor. <laughs> uh, I want you to do a little research and find yeah. out what car- what cartoons they play. Oh, I definitely will. Definitely will. I would love to know. What if it was Rick and Morty? Oh, God. With endless cereal? That'd be trouble. (laughs) That would be trouble. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely report back uh, next week. Sorry, I bogarted your... No, that's okay. I didn't know. uh, Is it still my turn, Dan? Yep, still you. So I just want to talk about one more thing. I did because I've done. I did something uh, that I haven't done in a really long time. I went to a social gathering that was based around drinking and did not drink. Really? Yes. Are you okay? Uh, it was really interesting. So um, I, I don't know if I talked about it, but when I was on vacation and right before vacation, I drank every night. I didn't get like shit face, but I had, you know, had a few five, beers. five or six beers over the span of a couple hours. Uh, take take the edge off, put a good buzz on and then pass out. Um, <laughs> and I yeah, I did that for about 10 days. And by the time I got home from vacation, I was I was just like, I, I just I don't even want to look at alcohol anymore. So I decided, you know, I'm just going to I started thinking about it. And I was like, well, now that I think about it, like I can't remember the last time I did something in a social setting where there was alcohol and did not drink. I honestly cannot remember the last time that happened. So uh, this weekend we had our game of Thrones party at friend of the show's house. Chris. Um, Help me out. Which episode Skyrim? No, he was on a few episodes, a few episodes. Yeah. It's been a while, but he's been on a few episodes, but anyway, he lives near me and they bought a projector and a screen and, uh, played it outside for a bunch of people. And I'll talk... It was Game of Thrones themed, and there were, like, games surrounding Game of Thrones, but I'll save that for one day when I talk about Game of Thrones. But uh, it was it was really interesting, because everybody was, like, playing Flip Cup, and, you know, I, I don't want to make it sound like everybody was wasted, because they weren't, but everybody was drinking, and I was having no alcohol, and it was weird, because, like, the people... I used to think we're cool, we're annoying, and the people who I wasn't that interested in were the ones I wanted to hang out with. It's a really weird thing. I'd like yeah. to hear more off air. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's bizarre. But as of tomorrow, tomorrow, yeah. I, yeah, I went the whole weekend without without drinking at all. And as tomorrow, it'll be two weeks. Welcome. Welcome to the sober life. I actually drank more the last week than I have in a while. I mean, yeah, it, wasn't, I, it wasn't a lot, but yeah. I had leftover beers from like 4th of July that every night I would have two or three for the past few days. I, yeah. Uh, Which was last, different because I hadn't drank since probably last summer. The last three Sundays, actually, I've ended up going to um, Miller's, a bar downtown. And they have uh, $3 Bloody Marys on Sundays. 
So I've been partaking in that, yeah. And um, I also had a couple of gin and tonics over at a friend's house and a rum and coke. You know what it is? I I found I can drink uh, like mixed drinks or liquor or wine, but I can't drink beer. Beer makes me feel like shit. Anything else, I'm good. Love me a good Bloody Mary. I feel like shit when I drink liquor. And because liquor gives me a hangover. I can drink beer all night and not have a hangover. But if I touch liquor, it's just like the worst. Wine is the only thing that really gives me hangovers. For some reason. Sulfates or whatever it is in there. Mm, Yeah, that'll do it. But yeah, I was just I was useful. Like there were some technical issues and I was like, I can help with that. You know, I was. I was just a useful human being, not a. You know, not a, a sloppy human being. Yeah. Like I, and I, I remember thinking to myself, like when they needed help with some technical issues, I was like, man, if I was drinking, I would have said no. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted to help. I'm busy drinking. Yeah. And then Take like off. my girl, my girlfriend could drink and I drove home and I'm like, this is great. Uh-huh. Do it well, again and again and see if it's great. Welcome. I think, I think I'm done, but. Okay, yeah. <laughs> It was, it was eye-opening, right? It it was a little eye-opening, and I mean, I don't think I have a problem with alcohol. Like, well, that's actually why we brought you here, Corey. I, I, I don't. There's never it's really time, been a time an we had issue a chat with me and and alcohol. Um, the first just, step is always denial. I mean, do you guys well, the think first step is admitting you have a problem? Do you guys think I have a problem with? with no, beer? you only have you only have a problem if you can't go a day without having yeah. some. That's what. That's what an alcoholic is. Well, Sophie threw me under the bus when we were on vacation. You guys you thought that, about Will? that for like 25 minutes. It was so funny. What did she say? Well, I said, I bet you guys think I'm an alcoholic because I've drank every night since we've been here. And I was like, but I swear, like, I hardly drink when I'm home. And Sophie's like, yeah, all right. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> She's like, you drink three or four days a week. Corey, like, I got to be honest, just as an outsider's perspective, I would have I said you probably drink at least three nights a week really that would just be my my honest assessment and yeah. my seat I, i'm but, with eric when I, I don't know <laughs> it, it just, just seems sounds, like every yeah. couple of weeks you're like oh we were over at the bar or at chris's house or we were at the fucking cabin in the woods at the lake house all the time sophie corrected me she said two to two to three days but yeah yeah that's probably it's, what close, I said. it's closer to one really realistically okay. You just have me fooled. I thought you were a party star. No. You got really offended, though, when she said that. Of course. And then you what, start what, saying, you're the bigger you, drunk. And then she's like, no. And then you well, guys that, went back and forth. <laughs> well, wouldn't you get offended, though? Like, Yeah, somebody said I was an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I mean, I guess it depends how she put it. Did she say you were an alcoholic, or did she say you drink three or four times a week? The second one. I don't think I would have been offended by that. No. Well, but it I, was, was it was it because in- your family was all there, and it was like, hey, First shut up, don't bus. tell them that? Well, yeah, because here I am saying, like, I really don't drink like yeah. this. This is just... <laughs> okay. And the only other person that could... Vouch for me. <laughs> You know, for you or throw you under the bus, threw you under the bus, threw me under the bus. You know, now that you mention it, Corey, if I think where I was thinking of it was from the perspective, if like one of you guys 
had said, Eric, come on, now you drink three or four times a week, I'd have been like, yeah, all right. But if it was Christy, I'd have been like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're, you're absolutely right to be offended. Uh, we're still arguing about it because she heard me and she came in and corrected me. <laughs> you, guys, yeah. you guys fought about that for like 20 minutes. It was so funny. I wasn't going to let it go, but apparently threw... everyone believes her. So what's the point? She no, threw I mean, you under the bus a couple times on that trip. Now we've cleared the air. <laughs> now I know it's only once a uh, week. I actually defended you because she said you drink every podcast night. And I was like, no, 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 no. He does not. Thank Most you. Most of the time it's coffee. Yeah. Right. Every now I'd and again. One out of three or four. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, probably one a month, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't get like shitty. I have in the past. Well, I mean, we all have <laughs> in the past, but that's yeah, not lately. Well. No, no, it's been a while. I've remembered every episode. You have a young mind, a young clean mind. You pitiful bastard, Will. Yeah. I think I'll just start drinking non-alcoholic beer. Na's. Oh, yeah. I had this <laughs> quick story. Uh, July Fourth uh, week. This guy comes in, and he asked me where the, the non-alcoholic beer is. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it, you know, whatever. And you probably had a problem at some point. Here it is. And he goes, can't show up to the barbecue without beer. I'm thinking, you are doing exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be like, wait, you can't say that when you're buying N.A. Yeah, just get a, get a case of Coke or something. Yeah. Did he, yeah. Did he know it was non-alcoholic? Oh, he asked me for the non-alcoholic beer. Oh, did he but then don't have the balls to say to me, can't show up to the barbecue without beer. <laughs> no, no, that's exactly what you're doing. That's funny. Maybe he's bringing it to fool everybody. I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. It's just, yeah. he's just trying to behave. A jo- a, or a jokester. I don't think it was that. Okay. Yeah, he, he had saw the, the guy. He had I the did, serious yeah. tone of it. Yeah, oh, oh. He, was, he wasn't making a joke. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nice. Anywho. Okay. Anything else, Corey? No, I'm done. All right. What do you got, Will? Woo, me. Yeah. Uh, I've been doing a lot. So my friend Dakota is back from the Air Force for the, the, the month of July into early August. So me and my friends have all been, you know, hanging out a lot while he's home and whatnot. So, you know, like when Corey was talking about, he could see when him and his friends, like when they hang out, they devolve back to how they were in high school. That's sort of how we were. But uh, one thing I want to talk about is we went to our yearly Warp Tour concert. Uh, we went to Homedell in New Jersey. So we did it a little differently this year, though. Instead of waking up super early and being, you know, tired, we and driving to the the venue, we actually went the night before. Uh, I worked until six thirty, so you know, got home, packed my bag, showered, packed some food, and we took off. And let me tell you, going up the night before is worlds better. Oh yeah, always got to do that. It's uh, to the point where I will never ever leave super early to travel it's just like if you're if you're gonna do like a good tailgate right at a football game or something mm-hmm. gotta head up the night before yep it's just like the the stress of not having to travel and getting up at like five or six in the morning to get there on time and then oh, potentially yeah. not make it on time and stuff like that 
And like sitting so, in a car all day, it just wears you out for some reason. Exactly. And like I was pretty worn out from our trip back from Canada. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I was violently ill, you know, the five hours on the way from Toronto to Syracuse. So like I was pretty worn out from traveling. So this was a w- welcome surprise. But let me tell you about the, the motel we stayed at. So we tried to find a hotel and of course like we didn't do anything beforehand so like everything was sold out. Um so we ended up finding the Home Dell Motor Inn. So it was 100 a night. We oh, called this place be- up. <laughs> Look it up. It's the like it looks like it's from the 60s, the interior design. So we call, we're like, hey, like, we want to know how much a room is for two beds. And she's like, oh, it's $100. And we're like, perfect. And then she's like, how many people? Uh, And my one friend had the smarts to say only three people. And she said, good, because we don't allow more than three people. Well, we had five. Mm. So, like, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, not a problem, not a problem. So we hung up. We gave it, like, 20 minutes and had one of our other friends call and ask how much for a room. And then she said, how many people? And he said, five. And then she said, oh, no, can't do that. And he's like, even if we're just going to go to sleep? And she's like, nope. And they're like, well, what about if we get two rooms? And she's like, nope. What? What? Exactly. You get two rooms? Exactly. I'm like, I was like, you don't want. dump. Yeah. They should be begging you to stay. (laughs) Yes. Please, God, get two rooms. Please take two. I want $200. I mean, people have been killed here. (laughs) <laughs> has that been confirmed no okay Probably there was it's not. definite there was actually a prostitution ring that ran through ring uh ran through there oh yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> so um to we end up like getting the hotel or the motel room like whatever and what we had to do was like three people went in got the thing went in and me and uh, one of my friend's little brothers who went with us because he had never been to Warp Tour wanted to go, uh, so we brought him along. We kind of hung out in the back seat for like ten minutes, and then like we ended up going in, and like one person went out and got all the bags or whatever. <laughs> so like we ended up we ended up not getting caught, but we're like we literally just wanted to sleep in a, a hotel room. Like they gave us a hard time; it was ridiculous. Um, two beds, so we made the youngest sleep on the floor, and like the t- <laughs> four males shared two beds and stuff like that. Um, so we end up getting up at like nine o'clock, showered, and we ended up going <laughs> to what? I'm sorry, I'm reading some of the reviews. I can't wait to share them. Keep going. <laughs> oh, actually, I didn't even get into this. Uh, my one friend Evan found a cockroach. Nice. Yeah. And there, cockroach. It smelled like pee. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's accurate. It's in line with what I'm reading. <laughs> Let read some of them. I want to hear it. Uh, this is a great one. This is from uh, Angeles Rojas uh, a week ago. My uncle stayed here, and honestly, when I went to his hotel room for him to get settled, I put my purse in the room for 15 minutes, and it came out smelling like smoke and piss. <laughs> Worst hotel, overpriced for a smelly motel. It was really disgusting. When you're sleeping, it feels like when you wake up, you smoked a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> if I could rate it negative two, I would. <laughs> and then, real quick, there was one other one. Oh, here. Just a snippet from uh, this one. The room we were given, according to the front desk representative, was the VIP suite. That said, I don't even want to imagine what the regular rooms look like. 
the jetted bathtub looked like it was the first model ever invented, and it's been <laughs> used since then and not fixed or upgraded in any way. Nice. <laughs> There's more, but they're all very so, similar. Classy. Classy it was, joint. It was literally the dumpiest motel you could ever imagine. Uh, but the thing was, is like, we all, like, it was five males, like, four of us work out all the time, so we knew we, we weren't going to get really jumped or anything like that, so we were fine with it, whatever. Uh, we woke up in the morning, went to Broad Street Diner, which is very reminiscent to the Broadway Diner. Uh, there, they had the accolade, best diner in New Jersey, that means nothing, but we were ordering food, and, like, it was our only meal for the day, so we all ordered, like two omelets each and stuff like that with the toast and stuff. And the the waitress goes, you guys realize how big the food is? And we're like, oh, yeah, I know, I know. And she's like, you're still going to order two? And we're like, yeah. So we ordered two, we eat it all, and, like, the waitress, like, brought over one of the girls who was going to separate our order, and she's like, oh, my God, you guys ate all this food? Like, blown away by how, much, by how much we ate. Uh, and we're like, yeah, like, it's going to be our only meal for the day. Like, we're going to the concert, so on and so forth, but... Uh, on top of that, boy, was Warped Tour hot this year. Much warmer than usual. Like, I don't do well in heat. Like, I prefer the fall and winter, usually. I just don't like... I feel, I'm like a cat in heat. I just don't want to do anything. Yeah. And when the sun's beating on you and it's 90 degrees and it's just like you're in the middle of a crowd. If I'm outdoors in the heat, I am miserable. Yeah. yeah. But did, did you wear sunscreen this time, Will? I feel oh, like no. No. one time at Warped Tour, you came back and you had like... Blisters purple, on your skin. A, I had a purple and orange blister on the back of my <laughs> neck. Dan remembers it, right? Oh yeah, at work. It was there for a while. Mm-hmm. I actually remember my senior picture. I had that on the back of my neck. Ugh. Yeah, it was disgusting. It was huge. It was like maybe like this big. Ugh. But no, to answer your question, I didn't wear sunscreen again. I don't believe in sun remedies. Okay. You know the uh, the food on Google looks pretty good. I see they have chicken and waffles. It actually, yeah, I didn't give it any credit. The food there was amazing. Yeah, it looks good. It was so good. And, like, I got a Western omelet and, like, chocolate chip pancakes and stuff like that. And it was just, it was amazing. And it was pretty cheap. Like, that, the omelet was, like, six bucks, maybe. And it was a pretty good-sized omelet. Uh, but, yeah, like, Warped Tour is fun every year. Like, this year is a little different because a lot of the bigger bands, like, in the genre, like, weren't there it was more of like a transition year so like the smaller bands that are up and coming were all there so like you kind of had to if you didn't know any of them you would probably think the lineup sucks but like it was actually a really solid lineup and a lot of the smaller bands are like getting more exposure from it which is good i always like to see the new bands kind of succeed um like my favorite sets were hands like houses and siler and actually the worn rapper that was there was one of the most fun sets we were kind of like, we kind of got done watching one of our favorite bands, which is called Memphis Mayfire. Uh, and we got water and stuff like that. And we're like, oh, we'll just stand back and watch the rap concert because we've never really been to a rap concert. Uh, but we all kind of knew the rappers. So we we're just going to stand back in the crowd, drink some water and just watch it from afar. Uh, and we're like, yeah, like five minutes. And like, next thing I know, we're right up on the front by the barrier in front of like the huge crowd, like dancing like this and clapping and stuff like that. And like doing rap moves and like the rapper came into the crowd and like was dancing in a circle and stuff like that around all of us. It was actually one of the best uh, sets I've seen at Warp Tour. It was a lot of fun. Um, and you know, oh, who was up... the rapper? Will? sorry. 
His name's Futuristic. Future is does is he aware there's already a future out there? Oh yeah, Future <laughs> is like the biggest one of the bigger artists around. Okay. I've never heard of him. I think Futuristic's been around longer. You probably would have no idea. Or Future Dan, is that who you're referring to? Both. Never heard of him. He's also done a feature with one of my favorite rappers too, which I re- I'm that's how I know him well. I'm out of the loop though. I'm old and out of the loop. Well, what uh, what are this? What's hands like houses? They, would I like them? Uh, yeah. Honestly, they're um not they're not heavy at all. They're more of a just straight up rock band. Um, they've I don't been like a, the look of them. They're Australian. If that <laughs> explain if that explains their look at all. No, they just this, look like they hang out in Brooklyn a lot. They're hip- yeah, they're hipsters. hipsters. Oh yeah. Oh, you should, when they came out on stage, we all looked at each other like, what, look at these hipsters. Yeah. A lot of but, the pictures, they all have the exact same like hair and mustache. Yep. And short shorts. Yep. The singer's got a really good voice. Uh, I've seen him before, and he's really a really talented singer. So I, I always, yeah, it's always worth checking him out. Their newest album is really good. I really like it. I've liked all of their stuff. And Siler is another band that I thought was amazing there. But the only annoying part about concerts for me is the crowd surfers. Because... We try to get right up on the front barrier, like, right, so we can be... Because the way we watch concerts is we don't really mosh or anything like that. We kind of just jump up and down and, like, sing the words and stuff like that. So, like, that's how I want to watch it. I don't particularly want to stand with my back to the performance and, like, watching for crowd surfers a lot of the time. And that happens way too often. And, like, there's these really, like, heavy dudes who should not be crowd surfing, but are crowd surfing. And, like they'll hit a pocket with like younger females and like they can't support the poor guy who's like 300 pounds crowd surfing and then he falls and gets hurt i remember i was at a concert one time and this uh bigger gal uh tried to get me to lift her up to to crowd surf and i was like yeah yeah you know whatever i'll try couldn't do it i felt so bad yep i was like oh sorry you're like sorry (laughs) you you asked uh my my rotator cough. It's yeah, just, I, just, I can't can't uh, do it. You know, old football injury. And another thing that sucks is like when we're not like right up on the barrier. Like people look at us because like we were we all work out a lot. Like you know, they're like these people will throw us up. So like we're constantly throwing people up, which is annoying too. It was actually when we saw Hands Like Houses. This one girl was like, "Hey, I've never been to a concert before. This is my first time. Hands Like Houses is my favorite band. Would you guys be willing to?" you know, throw me up when I want to crowd surf. I'm like, oh, absolutely. Like, that wasn't a problem. But, like, when, as I said, 300 pounds... trying to get a piece. She was clearly, like, 14, 15. I don't know what you're <laughs> into, Will. <laughs> well, this is actually my... <laughs> this is the first year where I was looking at the clientele at Warp Tour going, my God, everybody is so young. <laughs> oh, man, that's that was... Uh, who was it? When I went to see Skrillex. Yeah, I go, man, I am really out of place. This is awful. <laughs> and it's, it's like all these girls are 16 wearing next to nothing. Uh, yeah, exactly. And like the the younger brother of one of my friends who went, he like he just graduated high school. And like we we're asking him what was like hip and in. And I'm like, oh, my God, is this like the first experience where we have where we're like, old? uncool? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't get any better from here. I was I just going to gonna say it only gets worse. Everything gets more and more weird the older you get. 
and le- like let me tell you like i love going to war tour it's my favorite kind of music like i enjoy all of the bands watching heavier music live is a blast but just like th- i my personality just does not mesh with that crowd either it's just i don't know and i want to keep going but it's just like man you're too old will yeah, yeah, I hear that. I hear that. I'd love to go to some shows uh, if something came up, but I just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Time to start listening to folk music, Will. Country. Yeah. And well, and there country. hipster music, <laughs> yeah. And there was an incident where somebody, a group of people, took umbrage with something with one of my friends said because they took it completely out of context and blew it up like a, like a millennial millennial Your likes to do. A bigot? No. Okay, I'll just say it because I don't really care. Um, he, we were at Memphis Mayfire, and there was all like pretty young females in the front gate. And he goes, "Huh, all younger females in the front gate? That's surprising." And of course, the group of people next to us said, "Oh yeah, screw women, right?" Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> and the the girl who took you know took the problem with the co- the comment didn't really say anything to him. She like hit her friend saying, Oh, guess what he said? Like sort of thing. What a yeah. time to be alive. So my two friends were like, shut up. <laughs> Did anyone spit at them? No. Well, yeah. That's why you needed Eric lot, there. Yeah. A lot classier than me. <laughs> we just, we just laughed at him and ignored them. <laughs> so you guys, we we triggered a group of young females. <laughs> That's my favorite. Sorry, safe. You might need to go to your safe space now. Oh god. But, but you know, and it was nice. The thing that sucks though is one of the people had to be home early, so we actually didn't get to see one of our favorite bands live. We ended up leaving at like six, but I was pretty whooped. Anyway, Warped Tour takes a lot, a lot of the heat, a lot of going crazy at the sets that I wanted to see, so. We ended up getting home at like I want to say nine thirty ish ten, so uh, it wasn't too crazy of a of a travel this time, which was nice. I'm trying to think. Oh, one more thing. I got my first credit card. Hey, uh, did you max it, it out, out yet? Cut Not it out. yet. I got a uh, the Amazon credit card, the Amazon Prime credit card. Oh, there nice. you go. Now my question is. How do I make payments on it when I use it? Just don't. They'll they'll send you a bill. <laughs> what are they gonna do? Ruin your credit? <laughs> Who needs that? Yeah, Corey. Corey's living one, proof. If there's one thing I learned from Jared. Yeah. Remember when he said that to us, Corey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. The creditors kept calling for his student loans. Oh and yeah. You go, Jared, are you just gonna not answer the phone? He goes, "What are they gonna do? Ruin my credit?" it's a classic Uh, jared moment my plan for it was to make an amazon purchase a month for like 2025 and just use it for that and pay it off and i don't know build credit i guess um i don't like i said i don't know how it works they send you a bill and then you pay it at the bank no you you would probably pay that online How do I do this online? Do I have to set up an account? You attach a bank account to it that you can pay from. Yeah. So if this is from Chase, I go to the Chase website? Yeah. It'll tell you. Did you get it yet? Pay bill. Did I use it? Did you get the card yet? 
Yeah, I have it in my wallet right now. Oh, all the, all the information should be on the paper that came with it. Uh, I think I threw that out. Where to go? I mean, it's probably information you can cart. find. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Maybe I just believe, won't believe use me. Them. They'll contact you. Yeah. <laughs> when they want when they want some money. So that's gonna that's. Let's go ahead, Corey. Just, just be careful, Will. It's a slippery slope when you're poor. <laughs> Goddamn sure. It's I, like ah, you know, I'm I'm really hungry. I breakfast sounds really good right now. I don't have the money, but I got this credit card. I'll pay but it I off. I will have the money someday. I'll pay it off, <laughs> and then you don't. Yeah. And then it's like, well, there's not that much. I'll get it next month. You know, and you know who I directed to. Go when you work again. Talk to Tyler. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if he do can't I, scare you off, nobody can. Do I just when I see him be like, Tyler, I got a credit card. Just tell him that I sent you to him for some credit card advice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will do that. He'll know what nice. I mean. The it's funny because like for the first time in a while I looked at my bank account and saw like I or I pulled up to, to fill my gas tank and my friends were in the car and I said one second and they're like what are you doing and I had to look at my bank account to see how much money I could put into my tank. Oh, been there. And I finished the I mean I got paid today but I finished the week with four dollars and twenty seven cents. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I'm hurting but it's to the point now where like. I, I hadn't worked in like two weeks pretty much. So like that kind of hurt me on top of like paying for some stuff like out in Canada on top of paying for you know, going to the concert and stuff like that on top of paying off my student debt and all this stuff. So like I'm at the point now where I'm going to be making some money again. I'll probably be a little more stable, but yeah, you know, it's part of growing up. Yeah. Debt, figuring it out. Having your parents bail you out. Getting out of that. Well, luckily, I found a smart girl to help me with it. I actually set up. Otherwise, I'd probably be in deeper debt. I actually set up a budget for myself. There you go. I save a dollar seventy-one every day because that's <laughs> nice. how little money I make a week. <laughs> so why NAB? To be fair, though, I kind of undersold how much I make for a week, just so like I'll be even stricter. Like they ask you how much you make, that's, and I was uh, like, "That's what we do too." So I kind of go under, so I know like I'll I'll end up making a little bit more, but in my like if when I look at the app, it won't say that. But the only other thing I wanted to say was uh, rest in peace to Chester Bennington. I don't know if you guys saw that. I know you guys hate Lincoln Park and stuff like that, but I've always personally uh, been a huge fan of Lincoln Park. But uh, today their lead singer hung himself. I saw that. Which was pretty crazy because, like I said, I remember middle school like playing Lincoln Park and always and being a fan. And I'm not one of those people who like their first two albums and hated on them since. Like I've really, really liked every single album that they've put out. So seeing that today was really, really depressing and weird for me uh-huh. as a fan of the band. So <laughs> wanted to give that little little shout out. Okay. Anything else? No. I don't think I really have much to talk about. Uh, we showed my son Jurassic Park for the first time. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it didn't have the same impact on him that it did probably us when we first saw it. Doesn't he love dinosaurs, too? He loves dinosaurs, but he there's now there's like TV shows and stuff with C- CGI dinosaurs on it. So it wasn't quite as momentous for him as it was for 
for us when we saw the the CGI dinosaurs for the first time. Was he scared? No, he wasn't scared. I was actually surprised because there are some some gory parts, some violent yeah, parts. Yeah, I still get scared. Uh, but yeah, he he wasn't scared. He loved it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, Star. I think Star Wars is going to be next. Nice. Yeah. You're going to start with the old ones. No, I'll gonna, do them in you're order. Start with Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. I honestly think he'll like those better than the older ones. I can see him saying, "Dad, I love Jar Jar Binks," and you being like, "No." No, I <laughs> think he'll he'll like the the Jedi fights. Yeah, they're obviously better in the newer movies than the older ones. So, the movies themselves aren't as good, in my opinion. But yeah, I think that's all I have. I think you're alone on that. Yeah, uh, I've got Splatoon 2 coming tomorrow, so I'll be playing plenty of Splatoon over the next week or so. I did the the Splatfest, which I guess I can talk about during what we played. Uh, that's it. Do we want to get right into what we played, or do we want to take a break? What do we got? Can, can I pee? Good? Yeah, you can go pee. You guys can continue going. I just I need to urinate. Okay. Um, Corey, you want to go first, what you played? Um, yeah, just quickly, I played a little, uh, well, I played a lot of Rocket League again. Uh, every day I came home, it was like, well, I got this game I want to play. I'll just play a few rounds of Rocket League. Oh, that's how it starts. Three, four hours later. Uh, but yeah, I played, um, that indie game called Raccoon. Yeah. Which isn't really what I expected. It opens up in the hospital and you're going on like a mini quest at the beginning of the game in the hospital you're sick um i don't think they ever specify sorry i got like the hiccups or burps or something i don't think they ever specify what you have what your illness is what ailment brings you to the hospital but there is a like treatment plan on the desk that you read and it says the name of the medications that you're on and they sounded real so i think I, if you were willing to put them into a Google search, you could probably find out uh, what the issue is, or at least what the symptoms are based on that treatment. But uh, yeah, you're visited by this strange character at night. You wake up in the morning. You're well enough that particular particular day the game opens to walk the floor of the hospital, and one of the nurses suggests you find out who's been stealing things from the hospital. Things have been disappearing. So you go around, you talk to everybody, uh, one thing I kind of liked about this game, because um, we see a lot of like retro role-playing indie games these days. Uh, I mean, I just played a lot of Cosmic Star Heroin. What I like about this one is that there's a lot of stuff tucked away to look at. Um, just like walking up to a bookshelf and tapping it, like it gives you some text to read and there's gold to find hidden in certain places, which is something I thought cosmic star heroin was really, really lacking. Um, different games entirely, but I just, I really appreciate the reward for exploring in those kind of games. Uh, so you talk to all the characters, you, you find out this little mystery, you end up being taken to a part of the hospital that is shut down. It's abandoned uh, with some references to some sort of cataclysmic event that I don't really know what it is yet. I don't know if I'll find out, Um, but you end up meeting like a hippie guy and then he disappears through this door right as your mother shows up at the hospital. So your mom 
takes you back to your room. She reads you a story and she tells you, we should go try to find this fantasy land that the story is based on. So you go to the door that the hippie guy went through with your mom and you end up in this really bizarre fantasy land. And it's so out there. It kind of reminds me of Undertale a little bit. Just the characters and the things they say and do. Like, it's just <laughs> just real bizarre. Like, there's these mushrooms that grow in a cave that if you stand around them, you get sad. So there's, like, a little side quest to stomp out all the sad mushrooms. Just really weird things. And the way I think about it is, like, if if a really creative parent was making up a story for you as they go along about a fantasy land like this is this is the world they would tell you kind of thing you know wasn't there a movie that had a similar type of plot where someone was sick and in the hospital and like they went to sleep or something and woke up in a fantasy world i feel like that's a kind of Diving a Bell and the butterfly i don't know eh, it's not really i mean yeah that that is kind of a common um was it like Spiderwick? Not Spiderwick Chronicles. Where is it? Spiderwick Chronicles, where the, the the boy dies or something, and she goes to visit him in the fantasy land, and yeah, I don't know. It is kind of Any, a common thing. Yeah. Uh, but what's interesting about it is it does have uh, some like basic platforming and puzzle elements, the kind you would get in like a sixteen bit RPG. But there's no combat, which I kind of found myself wanting, which is weird because. I don't really ever want that in those games unless it's done really well. Like, I think it was done really well in Cosmic Star Heroin. But, um, yeah, I don't know. There's no combat. The story is decent enough, and I'm into the little boy and his mother uh, enough that I'll probably play a little bit more. But it's just going to depend. And I like the bizarreness of it. The bizarre characters and the world and the animation and the colors and everything. Uh, I do appreciate that side of it, but I don't know. I don't know how how I think it's only a seven hour game, so maybe I will get through it. I don't know it. And I'm expecting the same sort of emotional response that I got for to the moon, but maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Nice. What game was this? I missed when you said what you said. Raccoon. Raccoon. How do you spell it? R-A-K-U-E-N. Okay, I know what you're talking about then. It's one of the um, one of the top games of the year. Yeah, which is what got me to actually I had heard of it, but it, that pushed me over the edge to actually play it. Uh, I'm just trying to see it's open critic rating. I know it's high. It's like an 80. Maybe not. Uh, I, guess, there. I guess it doesn't matter. I, I thought I saw it on here. I don't know. I guess it doesn't matter. It's high. Okay high enough but yeah that's um i think that's it for me okay oh, i started i started playing some mmorpg on my phone called crusader of light or something like that uh-huh. which is kind of interesting the way it's done I- i'm not going to talk too much about it because i really only played it for like 15 minutes but all you have to do is like tap your your uh quest in the corner and it just does it for you like it walks you to where you go, it fights for you. Like you're just kind of watching. That sounds boring. Kind of an interesting concept. I mean, you you can take in total control if you want. Oh. Raccoon has an 85 on Open uh-huh. Critic. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was an interesting concept. Huh. 
but people are describing it as like the depth of a World of Warcraft finally in an MMORPG for mobile. So we'll see. What's this called again? Crusader of Light. Crusader of Light. Or Light Crusader. I should probably try and get the name right uh, since I'm talking about it. Yes, you should. Crusaders. Maybe it's just called Crusaders. Oh, Crusaders of Light. Yeah. Okay, Crusaders of Light. I'm going to check this out. Yeah. Me too. There it is. Corey, you sold it to me when you said I didn't have to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Just push a button. (laughs) I guess I can see if it's on Android, too. We'll give her a whirl, Corey. That's it for me, though, guys. Can we start a guild? Uh, Probably. Oh, you know what? I should talk about this. I've talked about right. this before. It's it's kind of a game. Uh, it's called Habitica. Do you guys remember me talking about Habitica? Vaguely. No. So it's gamification of habits. So you I have a that little... was Life RPG or yeah, that's another one. Oh. Um, maybe that one's better. I don't know because this one isn't great, but it's kind of worked for me. Like trying to do some of the things I want to do every day. Um. You have a little avatar, and you earn equipment and experience and level up, and you have a health bar, and you list your habits that you want to do daily, weekly, every other day, monthly, uh, and then there's checkboxes, and when you do them, you check them off, and you can set the difficulty for the thing, the the habit you want to build. So one of mine is um, back exercise I have because I have this thing where I stand against the wall and it's this thing that's supposed to strengthen your back and straighten you out supposed to straighten your tilted pelvis and your forward head syndrome that computer people get yeah you know nerdy nerdy posture nerds Uh, so that's one of mine in there and I consider it a medium difficulty thing so I get medium experience once I do it and if you don't do it in a day if it's set for daily and you don't do it in a day your character loses health if you lose enough health, health you lose a level, which ruins your progress. Um, so it's pretty cool. But there's also things in there you can do, uh, like, uh, let's see what a good example is. So I have one in here called leftovers, and you can do plus minus. So I give myself a plus if I finish leftovers. I give myself a minus if I throw out leftovers. And that works the same. So if I finish them and give myself a plus, I get experience, some gold, maybe an item. Um, and if I have to, if I throw out some leftovers, I give myself a minus, lose some health, maybe lose a level, uh, lose my progress. So it's a good way to, to try to teach you to build some habits. Nice. It's pretty cool. You can even put in a to to do list there, which I find pretty effective because stuff I've been putting off procrastinating on forever. I put in there and make it hard. So I know there's a, a good experience boost coming if I complete them. And it does. I mean, it's, does kind of help so yeah so that sounds like a good idea for an app actually yeah i'd be interested to try that other one dan because i i i know you're right there's another one out there that i think is more popular and i think you talked about it a while ago like you might have been living in brooklyn at that point could be using it i've used this one in the past i just let it lapse for so long that i lost all my experience, became level one. Uh-huh. Uh, there's also like a quest system, which I haven't really figured out. You can go on quests with people. You can start guilds, uh, do like group tasks, um, like try to get everybody to complete their dailies three days in a row kind of thing. So it's pretty cool. Uh-huh. 
but I'll stop there. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, I will go now. I'll start with the Game of Thrones mod for Crusader Kings 2. Uh, it had been a really long time since I played Crusader Kings 2, and I fairly recently played the Game of Thrones mod for uh, Mountain Blade Warband. So I was like, I'll give the Crusader Kings 2 mod a shot. Uh, so I downloaded it, downloaded the the, the mod, and it's uh, you can start in a bunch of different time periods, which is which is neat. So if you want to see what happened like way back when, it's also like seems to be fairly accurate from from what I can gather as far as the lords and who rules what and all that stuff. They really went in depth with the the expanded universe stuff from Game of Thrones to to fill out all the all the blanks. But I started as uh, you can also pick. Like in Crusader Kings 2, you can pick even the most minor lord if you want, all the way up to, you know, the different kings and kings and queens. So uh, I started my first game as, and again, not having played in probably, I don't know, two years. Uh, it's a lot of systems to remember, too. So I started off as uh, Selwyn Tarth, the Isle of Tarth, because Brienne of Tarth is one of my favorite characters in the show. So I was like, I'll try that. Well, within a month, he died. And his heir was Brienne of Tarth, uh, which I was like, OK, no big deal. I'll just marry her. I'll, you know, get another heir going. But she's one of the traits she has in the game is chaste, which gives her a minus 1000 chance of having children. Hmm. So th- that was pretty much a dead end game at that point. I wasn't going to be able to get another heir. And once you once you can't continue your line, the game's over. So uh, after Brand after Brienne died, I would have lost the game already so it's it's a minus 1000 percent chance is yeah that what she said yeah is there is there a way is there a way i'm sure there is i mean it's it's math but the chances were slim to none and like i said i had not played the game in a really long time so uh so i restarted uh but this time as the manderlies of white harbor in the north uh-huh. uh, and i played that game actually for probably like 80 some odd years went through a bunch of different rulers at one point I had to have a, my ruler be four years old and work their way up to be an adult and uh, held things together. Luckily, made it through a few wars. Um, but it's a great, great Game of Thrones mod if you're if you're interested in getting getting balls deep into the Game of Thrones universe. Uh, the Mountain Blade banner, Mountain Blade Warband, and uh, Mountain Blade or uh, Crusader Kings two mods are a great way to do it. Uh, and then I started a third game as the Red Wines of the Arbor in the Reach. I tend to like the like uh, port cities or island uh, island places. So natural commerce natural barriers. Uh, well, not just that, but I, I tend to go more commerce for those things. So, um, you know, with it being a, a harbor that automatically helps that a little bit. But yeah, good stuff. Uh, what else did I play? I feel like I played something else I want to talk about. Splatfest. Yeah, I did the Splatfest. Uh, it was Team Ice Cream versus Team Cake. I was Team Ice Cream. Um, Ooh, that's a tough one. Eh, not really. Not at all. Yeah. I think I would go Cake. You would? How dare you? That's, embar- that's embarrassing. Probably. What if it's an ice cream cake? Well, th- I mean, that was... that that's was ice cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ice cream and cake shape. Uh, see, my wife makes a really good cannoli cake. That's amazing. But mm. if I'm taking like your standard cake or, or your standard ice cream, I'm picking ice cream every time. So uh, I was team ice cream. I probably played, I don't know, maybe four or five matches. 
totally unfamiliar with the controls. They're quite a bit different. Not quite a bit different, but a little bit different from the Wii U version. Uh, so it took me a while to get used to the buttons and stuff. So probably probably two matches, I just stunk up the ice uh, and then got got a little bit better. Uh, but yeah, it was fun to get back into it. I can't wait for it to come out tomorrow. Get myself all set up and and play some in the in handheld mode on the Switch. Uh, yeah, it was good times. I, it was hard to tell a lot of the, the differences because a lot of the differences were game modes, but you can only do the multiplayer multiplayer version. So uh, there's a few different weapons, but I stuck to with what I know, stuck with what I knew, which was the the roller, because um, that's what I used for the majority of my Splatoon 2 time until I switched to the bucket towards the end of my my Splatoon 2 playing or Splatoon first Splatoon anyway. But yeah, it's good. I'm excited for it. I hope Amazon gets it to me on time because I will be pissed if I have to wait until next week. Mm. Pissed. Um, yeah, I played Overwatch. Not a lot to talk about there. I probably played, I don't know, maybe three hours of uh, Mystery Heroes, which is a blast. Uh, I think that's everything. Eric, what would you play? Um, the only thing I really want to talk about was um, my connected franchise with Madden. Uh, so it was the divisional round of the playoffs. So everybody but Will made it. So we all got <laughs> in a <laughs> in a group chat and decided to play all our games at the same time. Uh, only two of us were playing against each other. So I, ha- I had a computer team I played against uh, the Steelers. Um, you know, I was on a seven-game winning streak and playing pretty well. I had thrown 49 touchdowns with Aaron Rodgers and, like, you know, I was doing pretty well, so I wasn't too too worried about it. But man, it quickly turned south on me. And I ended up throwing three interceptions, two of which went back for touchdowns. Two Ooh. pick sixes. That's hard to recover from. Oh, it was it was an ass kicking, Dan. Uh, I ended up losing thirty one to I don't know. I lost by eleven to the computer. Uh-huh. Yikes! Crashed out in the divisional round. So of course the the guy, the other guy in our league who plays in the AFC East as the Dolphins, who by the way I went on that seven game win streak and beat him in the second to last week to win the division. Uh, he was winning the entire time, but I beat him again. I think I talked about this last time where I threw the hail mary at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I beat him again on a two point conversion. With 30 oh. seconds left. <laughs> How PO'd was he? Oh, he was pretty PO'd. <laughs> so, of course, he wins his game. It would have If I had won, we would have played in the AFC uh, championship, but of course I didn't. So he wins his game, and he's talking all sorts of shit to me. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I beat you twice, and you totally collapsed with the division. You can't really be talking any shit. But Karma came back and got him because he lost in the conference oh, championship. For the okay. computer? Oh, yeah. So the Steelers <laughs> made the Super Bowl in the AFC. <laughs> so in the NFC, my friend Bill played against my friend Showtime. Showtime had easily the best defense all season. He won 38 nothing, I think. What? Against Bill, who had the most high-powered offense all season. 
he actually threw 50 touchdowns. He had one more than I did. Wow. He had two receivers in the top five, like just crazy numbers. Uh, so yeah, 38, nothing. So that set up a showtime and Jeff NFC championship this evening. That's Cowboys giants, right? That's Cowboys giants. And this is what happens in the second. No. So Jeff ended up conceding victory in the third quarter down 48 to three. Wow. And I shit you not. They said that in the second quarter, he was down by so much. The game actually sent him a message saying you are clearly overmatched. Would you like to concede victory? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So, and then uh, in the Super Bowl, showtime beat the Steelers. I think he said 14 to three. Uh-huh. Wow. Wow. So he's the first so winner. Cowboys won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Wow. All defense, man. Yeah. He d- I don't know. I never played him, so I don't know. Do you know who is like quarterback doing. or running backs or wide receivers? Oh, his are? offense is terrible. <laughs> okay. Like he scored a lot against Jeff, uh but against Bill when it was 38 nothing, he had like two or three defensive touchdowns. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think who his quarterback was. It wasn't anybody good. <laughs> I know he got up by so much against Bill that he ended up putting Manziel in. <laughs> I go, man, how disrespectful. That, that is disrespectful. <laughs> That's adding insult to injury. rubbing it in. Wow. I didn't know he was that good. Yeah. he. I, I think he lost one, maybe two games all season. Wow. Yep. That's crazy. So, yeah. We're going to start the off season up and uh, re-sign some players. Yeah, now I can get back into it. Yeah, I've been, yeah. I've been out. We actually, we've, we've recruited another guy, too. Oh, okay. Yep. Perfect. So, uh, we're going to get back into it, and uh, the draft will happen. I only have three draft picks, so. <laughs> Two fifth-rounders and a sixth, because I gave, gave up the house for Aaron Rodgers. Ooh, you're going to be waiting a bit to make a pick. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, but uh, really, really enjoyed the connected franchise. It was fun to get everybody together in a group chat and, and play all our games together and really good times. I wish that uh, I had been playing connected franchise like for a long time, but Sam, but here we are. Uh-huh. Uh, Corey, we I thought we had a, a decent run at Rocket League. We did. Yeah, we played we well. Uh, nothing crazy, but I thought we played well. And, oh, another thing I want to talk about in FIFA, I actually recruited my friend Bill, who controlled the Eagles in our connector franchise. He never played FIFA before, but I told him, I was like, man, you really should get it. It's, it's on sale nowadays. It's cheaper. Check it out and start a pro club guy with us and just see what you think. Cause I think you'd really like it. It's just a blast. So it's been kind of fun. Like, uh, having somebody who's never played before and just trying to like, you know, help him along the way and give him some pointers and stuff. But he's actually, we're doing really well considering he's playing with guys who've been playing FIFA for the better part of a decade. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but he's been a really good addition to the team. So, and we, we've had a blast. We've been, I think it took him 16 games to get a goal. We were trying desperately to get him a goal. And we got on a break one uh, one game the other night, and I sent a cross into him, 
at the far post and he did a diving header in and it was fucking amazing. Nice. <laughs> First thing right afterwards, he goes, oh my God, this is better than my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, 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 he's, he's doing really well. He's helped the team. So nice. Oh, good. The, the future is bright for CT United. All right. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Oh, real quick. Will, I wanted to see if you were interested in trying Paladins with me sometime. Yeah, I'll try it. I downloaded it for PS4. Uh, I really wanted to have tried it for tonight, but I just didn't get around to it. Um, I'm hoping that possibly next week I'll have that to talk about. Um, I think, I can't remember who it is. I think it's one of the, the co-hosts with Greg Miller on their daily show, The Female. What's her name? I can't remember. I really like her, but I think she's the one that plays Paladins a lot and uh, made me look into it. looks kind of fun. Yeah, I'll try it. Yeah. I have it downloaded on... Um, you said PS4, right? You wanted to yeah. try it on? Okay, yeah. yeah I can, I'll download it. All right, cool. I'm going to download the Destiny beta tonight, so I'll probably just... Is that up for download for the open? I'm assuming so, but I also it, don't know. It wasn't know. yesterday. Okay. I'll check before I leave tonight. Except for me. All right. Will, what do you got? I really honestly played nothing. Nothing. Okay. No. <clears throat> Feedback it is then. Let's see here. I guess while you're getting that up, I want to ask you guys, what should I play first now that I have my PlayStation back? What are your Horizon? Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. Horizon? Mass Effect or near? Horizon. Yeah, you kind of have to play Horizon, but I would like for you to play some Nier as well. I don't I'm think gonna... you'll like Nier. That's funny, because when you played the beta, the demo, you said I would like the game the most. I was wrong. Dan would like it the most. It's on my yeah, list. I've, I've got, I've got it downloaded. Shit, I, was. I don't know if you'd like it, Will. I really... I don't, I don't not, I'm not sure I have a strong opinion on that. But... On paper, I, it sounds literally exactly what I want to play. Yeah, and I want to play more of it, so maybe I can do that vicariously through you. Let's play it on computer. Maybe I'll just play near. I don't have it on computer. I, I have it on you computer. You should go Horizon. You have it on computer? Yeah, I bought it on Steam. Hot damn. Well, I don't know Steamy. if I want to get, get back to where I was. Yeah. Depends on how many hours you put into it. I think I put like four hours. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of Rocket League games. <laughs> Beardless says yeah. you can't preload Destiny 2 right now, and he's annoyed. So that's that answers the, the question. Okay. We actually probably, got some Destiny uh, beta feedback from Jake. Pro- probably at some point tomorrow, I think. Stupid game. Well, it's supposed to be accessible at 1 tomorrow, so hopefully what? tomorrow. Oh, there you go. 1 o'clock? They're going to make me wait? All right, first you piece fly of... to the West Coast. Is it? Is it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess if it's an online game, it it would be one Eastern, not yes, one one Eastern. one one. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, this first is from Eric, who says, "Just wanted to point out that the Rays are ahead of the Yankees in the standings today. Take that, Jeter lovers. Baseball, uh, baseball." Uh, in more serious news, but not really, Diablo 3 Season 11 starts tonight. Do any of you guys play Blizzard games on PC? 
Um, oh yeah, I'll I'll jump into some Overwatch. I'd love to play Heroes of the Storm again. Yeah, Overwatch is the only one I play. I played Diablo way back when it when it came out, but not since. I have Diablo on PS4. That's what I played on. I played Heroes of the Storm the first like month or two after it came out, uh, and really enjoyed it. It was just not something I was gonna stick with. So man, maybe now is when I play Diablo three again. Yeah, heck yeah. It's a great game. It really is. Man. I still got to buy the expansion. What's that running these days? Probably 30 bucks, 40 bucks. It's either that or player, player unknown's battlegrounds. Can you get about buying in Corey? I, well, I worked, I worked 30 overtime hours last week. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. Not bad. So I have a little bit of money. Selfishly, Corey, I want you to get players unknown because I want to play it really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'll sure think, if that's I'll one you can it. share. You should look I'll, into that. Then first. then get then get Diablo. Hmm. I'll think about it. I think I'll, you go players unknown, Corey. I'll ruminate. I'll probably yep. end up getting neither. More topical for the podcast. I'll that usually buy. happens. I'll probably buy thirty dollars worth of uh, keys for Rocket League crates. Ta- thirty dollars worth of Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, thirty dollars worth of Taco Bell. Okay. Um, that was from Eric. Uh, the next one is from Jake. It says, "Hey guys, I tried the Destiny two beta and it was okay, but not great. Story mission at the start was great, and the graphics are so damn good now. They are focusing on PS four and Xbox One." But the beta uh, only had the story stuff, two crucibles, one strike, and zero free roaming area, and I got bored. Uh, I say try the open beta, but I was not impressed with the beta. Now for what I have been playing, uh, Marvel Heroes Omega on PC is fucking awesome because I can play it with my Xbox One controller and is so much better than the console version. I do hope the console version gets just as good as the PC version, but I would like Dan to try it. You guys missed my question last week, so I'll try it again. Jake, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I realized that, like, I think the next day that we never answered your question, and I was going to bring it up uh, regardless of whether or not you brought it up. So, um, And that is, if you could have one item from any game, what would it be? Uh, so now for the Idaho Jake's This Day in Gaming History, uh, this one is a big one for NFL video game lovers, and I hope Xbox puts it on the Xbox backwards compatibility july 20th 2004 espn nfl 2k5 was released i hope you put your thoughts on the game of thrones or i hope you put your thoughts on the game of thrones thoughts on the end of the podcast idaho jake okay so one item from any video game what would it be that is really tough Hmm. princess peach's brooch from mario rpg princess what what did that do specifically remember you found it and she's like, don't touch that. Doesn't ring a bell. Okay. Yeah, it's vague. Vaguely rings a bell. All right. Uh, mine's easy. It would be the portal gun. How fun would that be to have? I wouldn't want a gun gun because mm. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to shoot anyone. Yeah, no, so no. That, would, that wouldn't be super useful for me. But I think having the portal gun would be a freaking blast, especially with how lazy I am. You know? This is a really tough question because I'm trying to think of something clever, but nothing's ringing. Nothing's going in my own noggin. Well, no, check it out. Like, 
I could shoot the portal gun upstairs, have it, you know, be upstairs, and then I would just walk through the wall and not have to walk up the stairs. Yeah. One up here, yeah. one down here. You got me. <laughs> yeah, it could uh it could accentuate my laziness. Yeah, Dan, yeah. Dan wins. <laughs> I like where your head's at. Uh I th- a Phoenix down would be pretty cool. Yeah. Come back. Or like a, a mega elixir that you can just use and everybody around you is 100% health. Yeah. You're thinking uh, a little more uh, helping others. No Man's Sky Robo- spaceship. That'd be cool. Yeah. I was I thinking mean... a pod racer from the pod oh, racer game. Yeah. You know? Uh... Is that an item? Yeah. Yeah, that, that counts. What about a Tanuki suit? <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Yeah. You'd have someone from PETA throw red red paint on you. <laughs> for wearing your Tanuki suit. Yeah, you would offend somebody immediately. Yeah. It's very offensive. Will? I mean, I don't know. You guys throw out like, all of the good ones that I can think of. Uh, something. What about oh, yeah. the Master Sword? No, nothing violent. How about the Ocarina? I mean, so you have to use it. You, you could play the Ocar- You could play the Ocarina tunes and change the weather or the time. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good too. That's a good one. That's it. We're spent. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's everyone, right? A lot of mental energy spent there. <laughs> like I said, I'm glad you brought that out up again, Jake. I, I really we got I think we got distracted by his this day in gaming history and we forgot to answer his question. It would be cool as the the gun in uh Metal Gear Solid five that puts the balloon on stuff and Oh the Fulton Oh yeah, Fulton. the Fulton machine. Yeah, that yeah. would be awesome. That'd be cool. Yeah, oh that's what I'd pick. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'd that fold in everything. Yeah. There'd be nothing left in Charlottesville. <laughs> Just watch it fly up into the sky. Yeah. So I did a Google search. What about a save point? No. Too too easy. No, I want the Fulton. Fulton gun. <laughs> But you could have a save point, and you can just. I don't just, want a save point. You can just save, and then just do whatever you want. Yeah, but Corey, I'll just have everything Fulton back to my base, and then I'll never have to go anywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Until everything somebody, until somebody steals Someone it all from you while, while you're offline. Yeah, while you're <laughs> offline, yeah, comes into your base and just because uh... I wasn't willing to pay extra money. Yep. Will, did you dye your hair? No. There's a sheen to it tonight. Uh, I spent a lot of time in the sun. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Does it look hot? Well, it looks like there's like a reddish tint to it. Like, oh, like don't a, say that. No, no, not li- not that kind <laughs> of red. Like a maroon. Okay, that's that's better. Yeah. Thank right. thank you. I've, I've been wondering all night. I finally decided to ask. Thank you. I think I'm going to get a uh, blonde streak soon. There you go. Frost oh, your tips. <laughs> don't. That's, that's still a thing, right? Is it? I, I think a lot of people probably. are going with gray nowadays. Like a grayish white. Gray tips? Yeah. Mm. 
I've seen Silver that. Silver Fox. Oh, mine's, mine's starting to come in. Get Silver a hair? salt and pepper going. Oh, yeah. I got lots of gray hair, especially on on my neck and sideburns. Yeah, mine's mostly on the sides because it's falling out on top. So it's just, you know. Oh, oh, I got another good item. Mm-hmm. Maxwell's notebook from Scribble Scribble Knots. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. You can summon just about anything in any size yeah. or color. Yeah. I like it. All right. Let's do our giveaway. It's just Jake? Jake and Eric. Wait. I, you read more than one feedback? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right. Yeah, the, first one, one, the first one was about the, the Blizzard games on PC. Oh, yeah. That's right. Okay. Uh, so Eric, Eric is one. Eric is one, yep. Cam never picked his games. Okay. From last week. Come on, Cam. Cam, if you're listening, your options are Monaco, Hoppico, Jurassic Park, The Game, Anomaly Korea, and Boyd. He's listening. <laughs> he, he's eating dinner and listening. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> How about that scene, Dan, in Game of Thrones? And I know we're going to talk about it. Oh, we're talking uh, about it, yeah. The sequence with Sam. Oh, was, yeah. Yeah. That's so fantastic. Good. It was pretty incredible. The winner is Eric. Eric. Yay! Congrats, Eric. Yeah. How do I have 211 games? Did somebody go in here and add games to the list? No, but I will have some more pretty soon. No, people just aren't picking them. No, no. (laughs) They're giving them back. (laughs) No, because when I went in, uh, the list was all messed up. Like, it it was different. It was ordered lists and unordered lists. And for some reason, now there's 211 games, which I know we were at like 190 something. Are before. you saying someone sabotaged our free games list? Oh, my God. You know, we try to do something nice and this is what we get. I Where's don't police. I don't know, but it's going to suck if we start like offering games that we don't have keys to anymore. Yeah. And I don't know how that ah. happened. So, you know, our tagline's always been temporary expectations. <laughs> so if you're expecting to actually get the game, that's that's on you. <laughs> Let me see. I have a friend today that asked me if I wanted a copy of Rocket League for computer. He didn't want it. And I, I mean, how dare you? Yeah. Sounds like a smart guy. Well, I, I told him I, I just texted him back as I remember. And I said, I'm just going to use it for a game giveaway. So I'll leave that up to you. But I haven't heard back yet. Probably a no. All right, I'm just gonna go with this, and if uh, you pick a game that we don't actually have, we'll just give you we'll give one. you two games. First game is one twelve retrograde. That's supposed to be all right. Yeah, I heard. I've heard of that. Next one, one seventeen. Fez. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Fez is a good one. Oops. Next one up, 91. Fairy Bloom Freesia. Nah. Makes, makes another appearance. Can't have too much Fairy Bloom Freesia. No, there's never enough. Number 98. Amnesia, a machine for pigs. Oh. It's got some good choices here. Yeah. yeah. And the last one up. Is 82 
which is Chivalry Medieval Warfare. Wow, That's a good this one, might too. Be the best grouping we've had. Yeah. Yeah. Four solid choices there. So, again, your options are Retrograde, Fez, Fairy, Bloom, Freesia, which is the one I'd probably go with on this list. Yeah, don't sleep honest, on that yeah. one. Amnesia, <laughs> Machine for Pigs, and Chivalry, Medieval Warfare. Yeah, I think that's the best best series of games we've, we've offered. Yeah. Probably, yeah. My pick is Fez there. Yeah. Fairy Bloom. Fucking weird. Fairy Bloom Freesia. Oh, Fez yeah. is probably the best. Amnesia yeah. is probably the one I would pick uh, to play just because I haven't played it. And I, I want to play it. Chivalry was eh, okay. Yeah, that's fun to mess around with a little bit. Yeah. I never got into doing the multiplayer. I just played with bots because all the servers had like weird rules and stuff. And you yeah. go in there and get kicked out immediately just for yeah. entering. And people would be saying stuff in acronyms and you'd be like, I don't know what that means. And then they just keep repeating the acronyms and you're like, I, yeah. I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. And then so I didn't spend too much out. time doing that. Yep. Okay. Uh, anything else? Thoughts? Questions? Nope. Do we want to do the Destiny beta for next week's episode? That's probably a safe bet. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Eric and Will are going to play it. I'm certainly going to try, Dan. No promises. Okay. okay. Well, I, I'll, I'll be playing a lot of Splatoon 2, so if no one plays the Destiny 2 beta, we'll just do Splatoon 2. Alright. So... Sounds good. So that's the plan for now. Destiny two beta or because I know the open beta for the the open beta for PC isn't until sometime in August. So yeah, I think it's even the end of August. I've actually uh, got a I think a small group together for Xbox Destiny. So oh nice. Yeah, hopefully I can play with them. Well, uh-huh. there's a spider going up your wall. <laughs> Ew. Oh there god, is. the thing scared me earlier. All right. <laughs> <laughs> if you had a portal gun, Will, you could somehow make your way up that wall and get that spider. Yeah. Or I, just or just portal the f out of there. I'm definitely <laughs> afraid of them, so I'm not gonna touch it. Really? Yeah. Spiders are my biggest fear. Oh wow. Little spiders don't bother me. It's snakes. I'm with They're you weird. on snakes. They're weird too. They just slither. <laughs> yeah, they just shouldn't be moving like that. Yeah. Anyway. Alright. Um that's everything, right? Yep. Okay. Uh that'll do it for episode three thirteen of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey, and we're gonna do Game of Thrones. Yeah, stay tuned for the Game of Thrones uh after the outro. Uh where how did I Spoilers. Yes, definitely definitely there will be spoilers. Um so yeah, that's that's everything. Uh, thanks for listening, and get out of my basement.
All right, everyone, to Mining Corey's uh, Season 7, Episode 1, Game of Thrones recap. It's for the episode Dragonstone. Uh, it's nice to be able to, to talk Game of Thrones again. It, it's good it's to be been, back. Yeah, it is good to be back. It's been, it's been far too long. Uh, not that I've been out of the Game of Thrones uh, universe, because me and me and the wife rewatched all the episodes again before uh, before the season the season restarted, and I've been playing the mods, which I talked about during the podcast for Game of Thrones. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, just to steep myself back in in it all. Um, so let's start right away. Uh, the cold opening, Corey. Um, you know, usually all, all but two episodes of Game of Thrones open with the opening credits, but this episode opened with an actual scene. Shows Walder Frey addressing the Frey, uh, Frey family, um, his various sons and cousins and, and whatnot, uh, probably nephews and, and stuff. Um, but you, I don't know. I initially thought that this was like a flashback scene. I don't know what you thought initially, Corey. Yep, that was my first thought. Flashback. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but <clears throat> very quickly into the scene, you realize Walder Frey is acting a bit strange. <clears throat> Not quite uh, moving like he does. The look is a little bit different. He his his speaking is a little bit different than the normal Walder Frey. And you you know you realize something's up. Uh, I realized <clears throat> um, probably halfway through when he was making his announcement that it wasn't actually Walder Frey, that it was uh, Arya pretending to be. Walder Frey uh, and giving a toast to the to the family. Uh, and it was funny because <clears throat> he uh, says, you know, uh, you're you're all brave men. You uh, you murdered a, a pregnant woman. You killed a mother of five um, and everyone starts looking around. But they had already had had their drink. And that's when they start feeling the effects of the of the poison. Yeah, uh, she she single handedly wiped out the the most of the Frey family, at least the ones that participated in the, in the red wedding event all in one fell swoop. Um, she takes her mask off, tells the, uh, the servants there that, that weren't involved, the, you know, to tell everyone that the North remembers and, and winter came for the, for the Frey family. So I thought that was one explosive opening. I don't know about what you thought, Corey, let the bodies hit the floor. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of bodies that hit the floor. That was nice, but what uh, what's interesting to me about it is that's like <clears throat> that's a pretty dark side of Arya right there. Yeah, I mean to see that like mass murder essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know a lot of those people are I don't want to say innocent, but aren't as guilty probably as Walder Frey, right? Who orchestrated the whole thing? <clears throat> yeah. So to see her do that and have zero remorse. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Arya's on the warpath. Yes, she is. What I mean, what was the reaction from? Because you were at a party. Yeah, watching with a bunch of people. What was their reaction? You know, I'm surprised. I don't know if if anybody knew it was her. Nobody indicated that they knew. I didn't realize it was her until she started taking the mask off, and then I'm like, oh, that's oh, right. Okay. Like I, I like it's just been so long. I yeah. just forgot she even had that ability. You know. Yeah. So yep. I thought it was it was perfectly placed yep. and great way to kick off the season. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. It was, it was, uh, yeah. Eye opening really. Yeah. And that's, everybody's like, Oh my God, it's Arya. Yeah. yeah. Yep. yep. <clears throat> so good. So good. So yeah. Opening credits. Um, and then they go up, uh, up to the North. Obviously they, they show North of the wall and it's uh, frozen tundra and there's this big cloud coming. Uh, and in, inside the cloud is the army of the dead on the March. 
Um, they show so you know some of the various uh, whites as they're called the the zombie type people, and then uh, even among those, there's some zombie giants, which is freaky. Uh, kind of freaky. It was it kind of zooms in through the through through the eye of one of the one of the giants. Um, also a cool scene. Yeah, uh, it, it it showed that the army that because there was very little that happened with uh, the army of the dead other than them attacking Bran um, in the in the cave with the three eyed raven. There was very little of of the White Walkers in season six, so um, it showed them that they're you know marching to war. Yep, Get, making a move. Um, and again, another thing I just hadn't considered the the zombie giant. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. If it dies, it becomes one of them, and it's like yep. it's I not, guess I didn't realize. Not, yeah, that applies to giants too, and probably other random scary things north of the wall, too. I would think, not just people and giants, but I mean, the, there's obviously the undead horses and stuff that they ride. So I would imagine animals of all sort are going to be be making up the the army. Maybe like undead bears and all sorts of crazy Oof. shit we probably haven't seen yet. That's freaky. Yeah. Uh, next, does it? It goes to Jon Snow from there, right? I don't recall the exact. Yeah, we'll probably we'll probably be going a little bit out of order, but uh, at Winterfell, Jon Snow is addressing uh, the the Northern Lords again. Uh, some people were unclear on whether this was the continuation of Jon being crowned King of the North, but it's it's obviously later. Sansa's wearing a different outfit. Brienne and Pot are there, so it's it's definitely later. I don't know how much later, but. Uh, and he they're trying to decide what to do with the the castles of the Umbers and the Karstarks. Um, Ned wants or yeah, not Ned, Ned. Uh, John wants to forgive uh, Ned Umber and Alice, Alice Karstark and the Karstark families and uh, not not to punish them for the mistakes of their fathers, whereas Sansa wants to and openly uh, critiques John and his decision in front of everyone. Uh, that they should give those castles to, you know, take them away from the families that have held them for a long time and give them to uh, someone who is loyal to John, John and Sansa from the beginning. Um, but as I said, John doesn't want to. He wants to give them to or have them stay in their families for a while and uh, makes Ned Umber and Alice Karstark uh, swear allegiance to John. And uh, it's a nice scene. Uh, On to that. Also, they uh, John wants women fighting too there's a good uh liana mormont scene um because lord glover doesn't want to give his granddaughter a spear but liana mormont says she doesn't want to be knitting by a campfire while uh men men fight the fight the war for her. so another good moment for her sansa had a great line um because i think that interaction between the disagreement the public disagreement between sansa and john i think is is going to be important and um there's a lot of ideas as to why some people think Sansa might be playing to Littlefinger, uh, that that's what Littlefinger wants, and maybe Sansa knows that, so she's playing into it a little bit. But she has a great line yes, um, that I really like. She says, so there's no reward for loyalty and no punishment for treason. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a really good way to, to phrase that. Um, but, I, I, I mean, my own opinion is that John's right. Like you, yeah. you need every man, woman, and child. There's no time to punish the treasonous. You know, we just need people to fight. So let's make nice and move on. Yep. Um. So 
Yeah, the yeah. ones who are, he said the ones who are at fault were already dead. So right. Um. Yeah. The the they're they're clearly young people. And Ned looks Ned uh, Umber looks like he's like eight. Yeah. And Alice Car Stark is probably a teenager. She's probably fourteen or whatever. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they're, they're you can't really fault them for what their idiot dads did. Yep. So. Well, uh, and then it, and then it go, what? Go ahead. Nope. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Then it goes to uh, John and Sansa having a conversation about uh, what went down. Uh, John's like, you can't, you can't openly criticize. You can criticize me, just not in front of everyone like that. Uh, criticize my decisions. She uh, mistakenly compares him to Joffrey, um, but then you know, re- reneges and says, you know, you're not like Joffrey. You're the farthest thing from him. She makes another good line here uh, saying that uh, she loved her dad and Rob, but they made stupid mistakes that got them mm. killed, uh, which she's absolutely, absolutely right about that. And I think, you know, part of her, at least it seemed part of her wanting to make sure John made the right decision was for that reason, for not, uh, not having him beheaded for making stupid mistakes. So, yeah. Yeah, there's that. And then Littlefinger comes up. Oh yeah, towards the end of that scene, I can't remember the exact interaction, but she shut him down pretty quickly. Do you remember yeah. the? Yeah, what she. The context okay. Was? Yep. She. Uh, he. He wants her to be happy and safe. She says she's safe, but not happy. He's like, "Well, why aren't you happy?" She says something along the lines of, "Or what would she?" He says, "What would what would make you happy?" She mm. says, "Well, right now, a little peace and quiet." Yeah. Uh, and you know, he keeps trying to talk, but Bran walks up. And uh, he goes to say something before he leaves. And she's like, you know, don't don't worry about it. Don't get the last word in. And I'm sure it was something clever and <laughs> kind of storms off. Yes, he does. It was nice to kind of see him put his foot in his mouth. Yeah, because he's always been, you know, on. And I think I, I seriously think Sansa is one step ahead of him now. I think she's learned enough from Cersei. Uh, from Cersei being and around, Littlefinger. Yeah, from being around them. I think I think she's uh she's politic in a little bit and i i think she i think she also comments that she knows exactly what he wants and i think yeah. she actually does yeah so it was uh, kind of fun to see a, a smart sansa yeah uh there's also a point where she um they're talking about cersei uh because john obviously is is trying to deal with the threat from the night king uh where sansa is more concerned with cersei and what she's going to do because john gets a, a raven saying that he needs to go to king's landing and and swear fealty to cersei um, which he's obviously not going to do uh but sansa remarks that how you know a lot of people uh cersei's got a lot of enemies and somehow they all end up dead and on the wrong side of her um so uh and it, john says you know it's almost like you admire her and Sansa says, yeah, well, I, I learned a lot from her. So you can definitely see a little bit of admiration there because, you know, Cersei obviously uh, found a way to kill all of her enemies and get rid of them. Yeah. So another good, good, good round of scenes. She I also had say, she also had Cersei's hairstyle. Yeah, that was that was something noticed yep. uh, by a lot of people, too. Yeah, um, I should say I, I loved the episode. Thought it was all fantastic. I don't mm-hmm. know about you, Corey. Yeah, there were some some people had issues with with very. I had a couple small issues, but nothing major. I thought overall it was very well uh, made. I thought the directing was fantastic. Yeah, <clears throat> especially for the first episode. Um, yeah. they're always the slower ones, and I thought they did a good job of having enough happen in this first episode and not making it feel slow. Mm-hmm. Um. There was there was a lot there was a lot of dialogue and stuff, but it was all important stuff to set up the story for 
for the rest of the season. Um, did they go to King's Landing next? Cersei and Jamie? I think this, that's where they yeah, went next. Sounds right. Um, yeah, Cersei's having a map painted in in like a almost like a patio room off the in the Red Keep. Uh, map painted of of Westeros. Uh, and Jamie comes in and they have have a conversation about all their enemies and what they're gonna do. Um, uh, Tommen comes up too. Jamie brings up Tommen, wants to talk about Tommen. Cersei shuts him down, says Tommen betrayed us, which is interesting, and she doesn't mm-hmm. want to talk about it at all. Uh, she's clearly in pain from her the death of her final child. Um, but I thought it was interesting that she thought Tommen. I don't know if she meant specifically by him killing himself that he betrayed her, or by, uh, you know, stopping the trial by combat and kind of taking the side of the High Sparrow over her. I don't know. I got I got the vibe. It was his suicide. Okay, that's what I I I too. I could be wrong about that. Yeah, some people when I was reading about it later, some people thought it was his his actions before his his suicide that she felt was betrayal and not the actual suicide itself. So Mm. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, they talk about how they have no allies and how the Frey family was wiped out, and whoever whoever did that is no friend of of the Lannisters. Um, she mentions that she couldn't have been with Tywin for forty years and not learned anything. So um, it cuts to them standing on the on the docks by King's Landing, and the uh, she had summoned the Greyjoys, not the Greyjoys, but Euron Greyjoy in the in the Iron Fleet from the Iron Islands. Uh, and then it goes into the throne room with Euron uh, having an audience with Cersei and Jaime, um, you know, kind of uh, trying to set up a, a marriage alliance. Uh, a lot of people didn't like this scene either. A lot of people don't like Euron. They didn't like his outfit. Yeah, that was actually one of my issues. Well, it, okay. it, it, it didn't bother me until people got so butthurt over Ed Sheeran. Okay. And I was like, that upset you? But like Euron's whatever like 80 or 90s goth look like right. didn't bother you at all I'm, i don't know yeah i th- I thought in terms of like what felt out of place i think you're urine's character you're in Euron, whatever Ron. uh i thought his character was way more out of place than ed sheeran's okay i see i didn't have an issue with it because i've been reading up i didn't know as much about Euron. i'm not i'm not caught up in the books um i guess he's a he's a pretty versatile character in the books a versatile villain. He's not like Joffrey or uh, Ramsey, who are kind of loose cannons. Uh, he's a lot more calculating in his uh, appearance and stuff. So I really felt like he, uh, the way he dressed and acted was uh, for for a reason. You know, uh, I think he wanted to not show up in uh, crappy Ironborn clothes that were, you know, thrown together at the last minute and, you know, in front of the king or the queen, I'm sorry, if you're, if you're trying to impress her, um, I, I you're right. Thought... It, you're right. It did look, it looked like he was, uh, wearing, uh, a leather, a nineties metal yeah. band leather, leather outfit, but it feels out of time, you know? Yeah. And maybe it's not, I'm sure it's not. I'm sure, you know, the costume designer, whatever did their homework, knows exactly what they were doing. Yeah. But it's just not it's not something we've seen. Right. Yeah. Um, what did you think of his interactions with Cersei? Eh, I don't know. I I really don't know. I don't know okay. how to feel about him at all. Yeah. Well, I 
like I said, in the books, he's a lot more present of a villain. Like they're just kind of he was just kind of introduced like late in season six. I think that's my um, problem is I just don't care about him at this point. Like we're so yeah. far into the series, like all these other characters I've known and there's such a history with them. And then there's all of a sudden there's this new guy. I'm like, well, can we just kill him so we can <laughs> give more screen time to the people I actually am interested in? Well, see, the thing is, from what I've read, like he's supposed to be like a lot of the show people say he's going to be a worse villain than than Joffrey or Ramsey, which they've got to make up some time here because he's, you know, uh, right now he just seems like kind of a goofball. Uh, You know, he makes a few jokes, which I thought were good jokes, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, gets a couple digs on Jamie. Uh, But also, you know, I, I like the part where he talks about when when Jamie was storming the Iron Islands and cutting people down and how you're on thought it was, was glorious. That was a, that was a neat line. Um, but yeah, I didn't have, I didn't have any issues with that, that sequence really. I want to see Jamie getting a sword fight again. He's not very good though. Well, he used to be right before he lost. His... Oh, he, he was great, but that yeah. was with his right hand. Brown was yeah. training him, but he was, uh, below average. I would say yeah. as a sword fighter with his left hand. What do you think? Uh, what do you think the gift is that Euron's going to bring? My Cersei? initial idea was that it was going to be Tyrion. That's what I thought immediately. But uh, book readers know that he has a horn that can control dragons. So I don't know if that's when they're going to bring it out. If he's going to steal a dragon and bring it to Cersei, See, I think it's. I think that's. I think that's way too late to to introduce that. That's that's what a lot of people said. They think that. Um, that's like God from the machine. That's just bad storytelling yeah. at this yeah. point. Sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe by the end of the season, maybe they're going to have the full season of him uh, working up to that. Maybe it's not going to be next episode where he steals a dragon, but there's going to be build up to it to make him turn into a, you know, a villain and then steal a dragon. Maybe by the end of the thing, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play out, but uh, my initial reaction was he's going to kidnap Tyrion and bring him back. I could see uh, that. Because he mentioned uh, killing, you know, uh, killing your siblings. Uh, Cersei's like, you you killed your brother. And uh, Euron's like, well, you should try it sometime. It's kind of nice. Yeah, that was a good, good so line. I, I thought that could have been about Jamie, or I thought that could have been about Tyrion. Maybe that's why he wanted to go after Tyrion, you know? Okay. Yeah, so, I like that. That was what I thought. Uh, so after that, we'll go to the, we'll go to the Hound. Uh the first part of that, the the scene with the hound, I, I every time I laugh, like literally laugh out loud. Uh, it's when <laughs> Thoros of Mir is like, uh, it's going to be a, a bad night, uh, a bad night to sleep tonight. And <laughs> the hound's like, you've got real powerful magic. <laughs> <laughs> he had he had some like talk about it. I can't even talk about it without laughing. He's like, you've got real powerful magic. Yeah, Carlos, the wind is blowing. It's cold outside. It's gonna be a bad night. <laughs> Every time I watch that, I, I there are some really good lines. He had like a dumb Thanks. cunt, dumb cunt line too that I thought was really funny. Yeah, because he was picking on Charles for being bald. <laughs> yeah. the top not tied it. You think you're fooling anyone with that top knot? <laughs> you bald cocksucker! I think he called him. Oh. Uh... <laughs> And even when uh, when he was reading the fire, for lack of a better word, I kept expecting him to like make crack a joke, like he didn't yeah. actually see anything and call them idiots or something, but he didn't, which I was yeah. surprised about. 
Yeah, uh, th- I mean, again, I really enjoyed all all of this scene. It was really funny at the beginning, but they go into the house where uh, um, the hound and Arya had stayed with the uh, the farmer and his daughter, uh, yep. and the hound had ended up stealing the money from him. And he, he goes in and and you know sees him dead there, and you can tell he's he's starting to feel bad about all the things that he did uh, when he was a knight, and it's you know showing his redemption a little bit because uh, at the end of that scene he ended up uh, ba- you know burying them in the ground and saying a few words in in very hound fashion he tries to say a prayer over them and can't remember what it what what the prayer was and uh ends up you know just saying i'm sorry you're dead you know you shouldn't shouldn't be there uh so it's very very nice very nice scene see and that's the kind of stuff we won't get with a character like Euron. you know that's seasons of of growth and history and you know that can culminate in a meaningful scene like that yeah, been around since the beginning. Obviously, the Hound. So, um, and then I think it's the the infamous now scene with uh oh, there's a quick scene where uh Bran oh right after the the winter thing, Bran and Mira uh because Bran is actually the one watching the the the, the army of the dead coming, uh, and him and Mira make it to the wall and uh and get let in. That's that's important, but there wasn't really much going on in that scene that I can remember. Is the, it wasn't there some issue about Bran crossing underneath the wall? Like, yeah, some people think that that's going to destroy the magic, of the barrier the wall. that keeps the yeah because because when, out. yeah when the Night King touched him when he was warging, uh, but inside where the the Thread Raven was, it broke the magic seal for that. Right. So some people think him going through the wall is going to do the same thing. Well, there's nothing made of that, so no, not not there anyway. Yeah, uh, maybe next episode. Who knows? Um, so yeah, the next scene uh, is Arya on a horse in the woods. She hears some singing. Um, she sees a group of Lannister Lannister soldiers uh, sitting around a campfire. They invite her over. Uh, this scene for me, was, at least the first time I watched it, was very tense because I didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, I felt like the the Lannister soldiers were going to, you know, bring her over and, and try and kill her or whatever. But they end up being a uh, nice bunch of dudes, at least seemingly so far. They offer her some food and some drink uh, and tell some stories. Uh, it's a very humanizing moment for, uh, you know, you always kind of look at the Lannister soldiers as the bad guys from the beginning. And you realize that these are, first of all, young soldiers uh, who just want to go back to their families. They're just there because they have to be. Um, they don't like it, you know. Yeah, it was a very, very nice scene. Uh, but it's infamous because it's the scene with uh, the famous pop artist Ed Sheeran. Um, and now I I barely know who Ed Sheeran was. Uh, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have known it was him if I didn't know that that's the scene he was going to be in. Um, I wouldn't wouldn't have recognized him because he's usually got like more facial hair and he's a little more scruffy looking yeah. uh, in real life than he was on, on the show. Um, I had no issues whatsoever with the scene. Didn't feel like it, any of it was out of place. Um, no, he looked he looked in place. You know, he yeah. looked like a he looked like a Lannister soldier. I yeah. don't know. He had one line because uh, Arya asked him about the song and he's just said it's a new one. It's apparently a song from the books about uh, Tyrion and Shay. Cool. I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't know that. I wondered. And then yeah. I also wondered if it would be available on iTunes after the show or something. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. That was a huge. I feel like what happened was with with this particular scene is 
it, it's almost like like entertainment bloggers were watching it, not really into the show, just watching it because they're entertainment bloggers. Uh, and their their fragile immersion was broken because Ed Sheeran was, was yeah. on the show. I, I and, just, and they they tweeted about it and and then it just ran from there. Like I, I'm than, I'm baffled that that it bothered so many people. Yeah, and more than anything, I just feel bad for Ed Sheeran. He yeah. seems like a cool guy. I mean, I have no idea, but he seems like a cool guy just based on his interests. And I do like some of his songs quite a bit. But uh, I know he's a huge Game of Thrones fan. Yeah, and he was probably very excited and jumped up the opportunity to do this. And he ended up like having to delete his Twitter account because just the abuse was just too much. I'm yeah. like, what world do we live in? I don't know. I, don't know. I, I, I thought the scene was amazing, though. Like, like it was I said, a really the, good first, scene. the first time I watched it, I was like, what's going to happen? Is Arya going to kill everyone here or is are the Lannister soldiers going to try to assault her? But no, like they were just there, you know, like I said, chilling by the campfire uh eating some food passing some wine they they invited her over joked around with her like it was awesome it, it, was, it was one great. of those rare rare scenes that we don't get too often in the show anymore because there's not enough time but like where th- they just let things sort of marinate a little bit yeah yep and uh you know we we got to see like the good side of the lannister army we got to see aria take a step back from her murder blood, blood rage she's on and yeah. like have a laugh and be treated to some ale and some rat on a skewer, whatever the hell they were eating. I don't know. It was, it was, uh, it was nice. Yeah. It's a very nice scene. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, uh, that some people complained about like how much Ed Sheeran was on camera, but for me, like he was sitting right next to Aria. So he was any shot she was in. He was kind of there too. Cause he was mm-hmm. sitting right next to her. So I don't know. Stupid. It, it's, it's really annoying. I feel like, too, with this show, because it's so popular, it gets a lot of people that don't actually really like it. They're just watching it because it's popular. Yeah. And, it's of course, it's going to break the immersion for that sort of person because they don't really like it anyway, you know? Right. Assholes. But, yeah. Anyway. That's why we can't have nice things, you nope. know? Uh, so, oh, we got to talk about Sam. Sam we have Citadel. to talk about Sam? <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh show Sam and Citadel doing uh, bitch work. He was a gopher, essentially, uh, cleaning chamber pots, serving food, putting away books, uh, all the nasty, gross stuff. Uh, and it shows it uh, has a uh, montage, which I, for me, was very weird to see in Game of Thrones because I don't think there was anything like that in any of the other episodes. I've seen it a few times now, mm. um, but it, I think it was there to show that he had been there for a while doing that sort of stuff for a while. Um, and it got that point across very well. Uh, but it's funny, like it was it would show them, you know, him, him pouring a bowl of, of soup and then him pouring poop out of the bedpan into the whatever poop collector thing that they had. And the poop and the soup looked exactly the same. And then he would gag and then scrub out the pot and then it showed it and it was going faster and faster. Uh, again, another part of the, the episode that I laughed. Like, oh, yeah. Literally, literally laughed. It was one of those uh, things so that nice. like. There were a first there were a couple like quick cuts and you're like, ha, ha, ha. and then they just kept doing them and then yeah. making them faster. And like there was yeah. a rhythm to them at a certain point And you're just like, I was dying. <laughs> it was so funny. Every time he gagged is when I laughed. <laughs> yeah. Just because I, I, I understand I do the same thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> Oop, that that was good. Uh, yeah. So he's he's at the Citadel trying trying to uh, 
I don't know, gain some knowledge, but he's he's he doesn't have access to the restricted archives, which apparently is where all, all the information is that he needs. He has a conversation with the Archmaster when he's cutting apart a body about the the White Walkers and asking for access. And the the Archmaster kind of tells him, like, you know, I know it seems like things are really dark right now, but this has happened. You know, this happened before a long time ago. People thought it was the end of the world. It wasn't uh, when the Targaryens invaded. People thought it was the end of the world. and it wasn't. When Robert's Rebellion was going on, people thought it was the end of the world, and it wasn't. You know, people are still here. Like, you know, just you know, go with the flow. Give it some time here. That that and that made me think quite a bit too. Yeah, I don't absolutely. know about you. Like yep. that kind of that kind of hit home. I, I mean, we also see that in our own world. You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. With with a lot of the scary things, but um, at least in the Game of Thrones world, thinking about it, I'm I'm wondering like maybe there is nothing to worry about. Yeah, I don't maybe know. he ha- maybe he has some sort of insight that that you know that he got from whatever books he's read and you right. know know something that that we don't you know yeah so yeah that that definitely got me thinking but uh, Sam being Sam takes things into his own hands he ends up stealing some keys from a sleeping maester uh, goes in the arch- archives takes some books takes them back to uh, where Jilly was staying um, someplace outside the Citadel I don't know if they rented a house or something that they were. That at least town. she was living in. Yeah, in Old Town. Um, and uh, was reading the books at night while everyone was asleep. Um, and he found out, I guess refigured out, that uh, Dragonstone has a lot of dragonglass on it. Uh, specifically a mountain of it. Now, Stannis had mentioned that to Sam uh, when they were having their conversation at Castle Black when Stannis had driven off the Wildling army. Um so he, I guess he kind of re-remembered it and realized it was important at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was going to send a letter to John. Uh, I don't know if he knows that John is in Winterfell and not Castle Black anymore. Uh, good, good point. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then one last scene with Sam. I think this actually ended up coming later, but uh, he's collecting like bowls of food from the quarantine patients. Um, and as he's collecting a bowl from one of them, an arm reaches out and it's a grayscale arm. You find out it's Jorah Mormont asking about, uh, uh, Daenerys and if she's, well, I don't, I don't know that it. it's confirmed, but it's assumed, right? No, it's confirmed. It was, it Jorah. is. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> they do a silhouette of his face. Oh, okay. When they pan the camera out and it's most definitely Jorah and it's, it's his voice too and stuff. You can, you can tell. And his name okay. is in the episode credits. Ah, there you go. So that kind of spoils things too. Yeah. Um, we called it. We said he was still alive. Oh, definitely. We said yeah. it wasn't the end of him when when what's her name sent him off. Yeah. I think there's only the last scene now, right? I think we covered um, everything. Yeah, the Dragonstone stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it uh, the very last scene of the episode. Uh, no dialogue in this entire scene, but it's uh, Daenerys Stormborn landing on Dragonstone, uh, an empty Dragonstone, so, and that's another issue a lot of people had with the episode, um, an unoccupied castle. Um, but yeah, she goes in there, walks around a little bit, tears down uh, Stannis Baratheon, uh, flaming heart banner, uh, walks around and goes into the room, the the war room, I guess, and looks around and you know puts her hand on the table and says uh what's she saying like at the end of the scene shall we get started yeah Yeah, shall we begin um so she's ready to ready to get the show on the road 
a great scene uh music playing playing throughout it and just her you know it's it's a big moment for her finally coming back to westeros after she was uh smuggled away uh step it's, i mean it's her course. home right dragon yeah that's where that's where uh, a lot of the targaryens are are born yeah she yeah. was born and, and lived there briefly before before she had to had to scoot over over the narrow sea but yeah a lot of people had issue that it was unoccupied who would have been in, occupied just in any it? any like the the queen like having a uh group of soldiers there to just to hold it but <laughs> i had no issue with any of this either. i mean is the type of thing that that, that could have been the case but it was just whatever battle was off screen you know yeah a lot of a lot of people i mean you wouldn't just go to a castle just sail up to it and and walk Walk onto it i can imagine that they would send a scouting party um i don't know you three dragons you could send them ahead to scout it out if there's dragons flying around you probably wouldn't want to stay there i wouldn't think sure but yeah A, a lot of i felt like this episode more than others like people needed things literally spelled out for them it's like, can't you just like piece these things together in your mind or come up with a, an explanation in your own mind? Like, right. some imagination. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of sad, really. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, overall, I love the episode. Glad it's back. Um, counting down the hours till Sunday night again. Oh, God, I can't wait. Only seven episodes, though. And then we, hopefully uh, we don't have to wait until 2019. I hope not. I hope it's like March. That would yeah. be awesome. Um, just quickly, uh, yeah. the party we went to is a Game of Thrones party. So when I well, first of all, we had to bring snacks. So we brought a sangria and called it. Uh, my girlfriend came up with all these ideas. I think she found them on BuzzFeed, but still, I thought they were cool. Uh, she bought she made sangria and called it Joffrey's. Hopefully not poisonous wine. Uh-huh. And nice. then uh, we made pigs in a blanket, little smokies and the crescent mm-hmm. rolls with cheese in them and called them um Greyjoy's favorite toy. Oh nice. Or Theon's, Theon's favorite toy. Yep. Yeah. That's so we thought that was cool. Uh but when I got there everybody had to reach their hand in the bag. I didn't know what I was doing uh and pull out a banner and the banner was the family that you belong to. And of course I pulled out the Lannisters. Okay. <laughs> and my cousin was like, "Oh, that's perfect for you." And I was like, "Well, I can't be a Lannister because a Lannister always pays their debts. I thought that was a, I thought that was a funny joke. He thought it was funny too. But uh, it turns out that the team you were on, there was a good and a bad, and that was your flip cup team. Okay. Which I thought was a cool idea. And then he yeah. tried to do like trivia based on the sigils. Uh huh. But everybody was like, I have no idea. But afterwards, I went up to him and I ran through him, and I probably got like three out of. 15 or something like that oh i would have been good at that i know all that stuff oh yeah it was it was a pretty cool idea but it was a cool idea all right uh so i have i have a thought on how everything is going to end let's hear it it's not not we said we wouldn't talk about theory crafting or anything i didn't do any of that it's just what i think is going to happen at the end okay so i think i think danny Daenerys is gonna uh Daenerys and John or uh, John's going to be all convinced Daenerys that we need to team up to stop the White Walkers so I think I think the the Martell what's left of the Martells and what's left of the uh Tyrells and uh Daenerys and and all her allies are going to go up north and wage war on the uh on the White Walkers uh it's going to be costly war they're going to end up winning 
uh, I think Cersei and Jamie are going to, well, I think Jamie's going to go up and fight too. I think Cersei's going to, you know, hang out in the shadows and, uh, after the, you know, the forces of, of the living are victorious, just barely, I think Cersei's going to swoop in and wipe them all out, have them, have them all killed and, and be the sole survivor. And then Arya is going to kill her and that's good. The series is going to end. <laughs> maybe, maybe, I don't know. But yeah, I think, I think Cersei's going to be the one to be uh, still standing at the very end. I don't know though. Cause there's that prophecy about getting killed by. Yeah, no, I know. That's the one thing that makes me think otherwise. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be like if somebody's sitting on the Iron Throne at the end, it's going to be like Podrick or, you know, just somebody ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I mean, George R. R. Martin has said it's going to be a bittersweet ending. So um, I do think they'll end up defeating the White Walkers, but I think it's going to be very costly. I think, you know, most of the characters are going to be dead. Yeah. I think there's only going to be a handful left to kind of pick up the pieces of what's left, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Cersei is my choice. Yeah. My, Chris said something about Arya not actually being Arya anymore, that Arya is oh, yeah. dead. I thought the, that was pretty interesting. Yeah, some people think the waif is Arya. That's so weird. Yeah. That the waif killed Arya and took her face. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. Good stuff, though. Uh, I look forward to episode two. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, it's called Ironborn. Nice. So you can you can figure uh, Theon and Yara and Euron will feature prominently in this this week's episode. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll be doing this again next week. So until then, enjoy. <laughs>